The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Chamber. Face first goes Bliss into the turnbuckle. Morgan, double stomp to the back. And Rhea Ripley now. Oh, oh, man. Another big right from Bianca Belair. Here we see the power of the ESP. The strongest in WWE. What? Are you kidding me? What arm? My goodness! And dropping Morgan back into the ring. Bianca almost making it look effortless. You feel the confidence growing from the EST. And Bianca oh. planting Alexa Bliss. Really put Bliss through the ring. And now Bianca moonsault to the spine. Bianca with a kip up and Belair's rolling. Bianca knows what it means to headline WrestleMania. 
Bianca would love to oh. be the one to challenge for the Raw Women's title, but so would Rhea Ripley. Rhea and Bianca finishing up the gauntlet match this past Monday. We're gonna get round two, or maybe like Belair and Ripley have other plans. Call this a strategic alliance. Double vertical suplex by Ripley and Belair. One hung by Ripley. Look at this. Belair marching. Little game of one-upsmanship. Uh-oh, separation tag. Here's Naomi. And now Naomi exploding out of the corner. Dropkick caught DeVille right in the nose. Naomi shifting the momentum to her team. Oh! Rocking Flair. And sending Charlotte toward the corner. Charlotte looking for a clothesline. Naomi for the second low kick. And Charlotte wisely rolling out of harm's way. Naomi feeling the moment about to head outside. Naomi. Oh, a corkscrew over the top rope, taking out Charlotte. Naomi got all of the plancha on the outside. The SmackDown Women's Champion in jeopardy right now. Naomi perched up top. Top rope for Naomi, cross body, lateral press for the win over the champion and a kick out. Maybe at this point he should just say, tap out or do something or say I quit because McIntyre continues the punishment. Well, I don't even know if Moss is aware that he's still in a fight. The fact is he's still moving. Oh, and Corbin again. Steel chair to the back of Drew McIntyre from Happy Corp. Oh, now McIntyre oh. through the barricade. Moss for the cover and the win. McIntyre kicks out. Understanding what so many before her knew how tough Lita is, the heart Lita has, the resilience. What is going through the mind of Becky Lynch? Lynch. You guys don't think. Climbing up to the top no row. No way. Page out of Lita's playbook. Becky with a moonsault. Lita rolls out of the way. And now Lita. Looking for the twist of fate. Twist of fate connects. Oh my God. Oh my God. Becky's down and out. The entire landscape of WrestleMania may be about to change. Oh my goodness. Make the climb, Lita. Lita heading to the top rope. Lita. Shades of 2004. The Lita Cell cover for the win. Becky kicked out at two and a half. Ow. Ow, did Becky kick out? Oh, wait, DJ Uso. The SmackDown Tag Team Champions wasting little time matchup, not even underway, and trying to gain the early advantage against Eric Ivar. Brilliant strategy by Jimmy and Jey Uso, knowing exactly what the Viking Raiders are capable of once the bell rings, looking for any advantage they can get. The bloodline. Their cousin, Roman Reigns, successfully defended the Universal Championship earlier tonight. And now, the Usos taking out the Raiders before this match even starts. Taking offense to the fact that the Viking Raiders said Jimmy and Jay are not ready for us. Or perhaps worried about the Viking Raiders in this tag team title defense. Jimmy and Jay have the massive eyeball in their grasp. 
300 plus pounds of Ivar. Yeah, in the back of your mind, you never know when that pod is going to open up. What if the next entrant could be Brock Lesnar? Entirely possible. Only time will tell. But for right now, Rollins focused on the task at hand. Dismantling Austin Theory. If you start the chamber in the one or two position, you have less than 12% chance to actually win the chamber match. Rollins now using the chamber to his advantage. Fortunately for Austin Theory, his chances are decreasing by the moment. Hoisting up Theory. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Bomb into the pod. Through the, through the pod. Through the pod into Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley hit hard as he went down. The buckle bomb through the pod. Well, Brock Lesnar's going to have to wait for a few more minutes because Lashley was supposed to enter the chamber at this point. Oh, and Le the Lesnar is irate. Lesnar just kicked, what? Oh, wait a minute. Oh Lesnar, Lesnar oh just kicked God. himself out of the pod. And Brock Lesnar now. Lesnar wasn't going to wait. Carnage is arriving. As Brock Lesnar is creating carnage here tonight, we have breaking news that we'll get to in a moment. Oh. F5 to Rollins. Cover by Lesnar. Hook of the leg. Rollins eliminated. Bobby Lashley, Lashley's in concussion protocol. Bobby Lashley will not be back in this match. What the, so if Lashley can't compete, that means we'll have a new WWE Champion, Riddle, eliminated. That's, that's two for Lesnar. Lesnar on a tear. Styles. Riddle has been eliminated. Riddle's been eliminated, still hasn't been able to drag his carcass out of the chamber. What you know about rolling down in the deep when your brain goes numb you can call that mental freeze when these people talk too much put that shit in slow motion yeah i feel like an astronaut in the ocean Ay, what you know about rolling down in the deep when your brain goes numb you can call that mental freeze when these people talk too much put that shit in slow motion yeah i feel like an astronaut in the ocean she said that i'm cool i'm like yeah that's true Say that I'm so 
We know about rolling down in the deep When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze When these people talk too much, put that shit in slow motion, yeah I feel like The road to WrestleMania took a little detour over to Jihad, however it was, Saudi Arabia <laughs> for the, the Elimination Chamber. A pretty predictable event, but will there be some twists and turns? There might not have been last night, there might be some today as we have the Smack Attack presents the Elimination Chamber 2022 review. Money, James McIver, alongside my partner in crime, as always, John Enright. How we doing? A Sunday fun day. A Sunday fun day. And all the better, to make it even better, we're going to bring in some more people. We're going to bring in the blow off. We're going to make it big today because the limit changer sucks so bad that we had to do something better. We had to make this such a star powered event. We brought in the blow off. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you the one and only doctor of NJPW, doctor of stardom, doctor of pop culture, doctor of everything in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Michael Jargo. Bring him in now. There he is, Mr. J. Glad to have you here. Thank you, sir. We are it's so nice. Glad to have you. Nice to see it's still the same shithole studio that it was the last time I was here, gentlemen. But, you know, you know, I, I I didn't just come here to insult you. I also came to insult my co-host. I brought him along with me. I had to find him in the bathroom down in Australia. But I mean, it's a, it's a thing, man. It's a thing. Every freaking week, it's a thing with this guy. He's the GAG from the PWC. He's my man, Jimmy T. COVID Yo. kid, welcome to your show. Hey, there I am. Where am I? I spent asking, where is Jimmy T? Like, welcome to the rest of the world, bro. Welcome to the rest of the world. Uh, sorry, you. I forgot what part of Saudi Arabia we were in last night. So. Uh, what would you say, actually, James, man? I thought I heard you say Jihad, I Saudi Arabia. I went Jihad and decided to say the other word. Jihad, forget it. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like re-Jihad. I mean, like, I might start you re-Jihad. Jihad is what I was supposed to say. I mean, the other night on Rampage, we had Nazi suplexes. I mean, what else do you call a bad jerk? You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's all par for the course, money. It's all par. <laughs> oh, that's a bad German, like a bad German suplex that is. A so bad no German suplex is yeah. now a Nazi suplex. You <laughs> drop them on their head, that's the worst German of all. Exactly. That's the Hitlerplex, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the Hitlerplex. Coming soon to AEW. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Strong but, start this. <laughs> but let's let's start with the greatest injustice of all. Before we get into anything else, ladies and gentlemen, it's about to fucking snow again here in Texas. Cats and dogs are living together. Master Wado has a fucking title. And Sonata has the fucking United States Championship! Jargo, what the fuck is going on in Japan? Man, no. war. What the hell? Bro, I <laughs> I am so frustrated with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Words that I don't think anybody at the Hami Media Group ever expected to hear me, me say. Me too. But I mean, it is it is unwatchable right now. Uh, I mean, be, between like they have become the Japanese version of WWE with all of the stupid interference and the stupid gimmicks and you got Yano running around still and now we got Master Wado like fucking the Japanese Harry Potter has a, as the IWGP <laughs> Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship you got fucking Taguchi's running around with a title and he doesn't yeah, even uh, have his fro anymore you got the great Sonata the great Sonata has finally won singles gold in New Japan Pro Wrestling and the world rejoices and I went, 
They took that fucking belt off of Tanahashi. Exactly. That Again? Yeah. I mean, we've been building the John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for what feels like a year and a half at this point. We can't even get him on the same goddamn continent. Tanahashi has won this championship twice to build to this match and now lost it twice. And I mean, it's just... I like Sonata, but this was not the time. This was not the place. This was not the championship. But you know what? There is a saving grace, John Enring. Okay, please, please. To me, the biggest news of the weekend, <coughs> Kyrie Sane is back in start. Yes. Welcome yes. home, Kyrie. Yes. yes. <laughs> And Crazy. in true stardom form, within about five minutes, she was thrust into three different creative programs. <laughs> they they continue to be the best promotion on the face of the freaking planet. Jo maybe we'll just do a stardom podcast because at this point, I've got Destino is, is kind of sitting on the back burner because until there's something good and worth covering, I'm not going through the aggravation of recording the show. Right. And I mean, by the way, uh, Triple D is a huge stardom fan. Massive stardom. He has started for 9.99 yen. So uh, you know, maybe uh, he, he's been bugging me to talk to you about doing stardom. So it's it's the best wrestling promotion in it the is. world. I'm, you know, not gonna well, lie. Can I just say? Can I just watch... say, <laughs> well, can't just say If if you're gonna make star, uh, what's it called Destino a stardom podcast, does that mean you can call it Destina? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. yeah, that would check out. Would, yeah. I mean, actually, you know what I'd probably say? I'd probably call it because now there is a mission inside of the world of stardom to blow up Queen's Quest, to have them no longer be a faction, which is mm. long overdue. But so we, we call the show God Save the Queens. Ooh. Ooh. That's a, ooh, that's a good one. I like that. That would be good. That would be good. I mean, it, it, because let's be honest, right now with everything going on with all these, Starman has produced the best stuff in the last six months. Oh, I mean, the well, last two years, man, it's, it's mean, been insane. But I mean, just the last six months, the way everything's kind of gone down, it seems like with you, you just taking a huge nosedive. You know, I'm starting to go, all right, do I want to watch Noah now after watching, you know, this Noah New Japan thing? I'm kind of like going, maybe I want to expand my world here a little bit. Maybe check out Noah or, or something else because New Japan is not doing it for me, which I never thought I would say. I never thought I would say that. that that's just beyond my thought process whatsoever. And, yeah. and so in New Japan right now, you have the House of Torture Bullet Club bullshit going on. In Impact Wrestling, you have Switchblade Jay White turning on the Gorillas of Destiny to align themselves with the Good Brothers. In AEW, you have Adam Cole and Switchblade Jay White basically playing the same character, except one looks like he ate the other one. Right. Um, and, and it's just, it's all over the freaking place. Like, you can't even keep the storylines consistent because on New Japan Strong, the week before Switchblade Jay White shows up, he calls out Adam Cole. Right. Yeah. And, it, and now he shows up in AEW at Adam Cole's side. Like the whole thing is so convoluted and preposterous that it's almost like there's not only too much wrestling, I'm watching too much wrestling yeah. because as yeah. I watch all this crap, I, I can't even keep it straight in my mind. And now we'll probably just have like. Cody Rhodes versus AJ Styles, so we could have the Bullet Club Civil War in literally every promotion on the face of the freaking planet that's not MLW. Sure, why not? Why not? I'll do you it. Know? I know. And then that's before even Kenny Omega comes back from injury. Right. And of that's, course, the RV, real RVB has to come in and says, Juggalo started with Jeff. He's dressing, but it's terrified of man. That's <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, 
Midget phobia is not something to be joked about. Willow is the scariest movie of all time. And you know what it is? It's not like I can handle the dwarves. I can handle people that are short. But the midgets. Oh. It's the square heads, bro. It's the square heads. So you're not going to come. If I invite you to miss a wrestling show, you're not coming to the midget wrestling show? No, no, okay. no. And it's also the reason that I can't get into Lucia Libre. So we talked about some twists and turns happening in the road to WrestleMania. Well, I have a little twist for this show because uh, a little bird got in touch with me this morning, asked a little question, knocked on the door. And I said, come on right in, make yourself a home as always. So ladies and gentlemen, I'll give him a second, but I want to bring onto the show to join us on this magical mystery tour that's the madness of professional wrestling for the next hour and a half, couple of hours. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Smack Attack, the vet of Hammy oh. Yeah! Hello, my man. <laughs> oh, hey, guys. What's hey, going on? Okay, so now let's make it a full-on let's I shit heard, on New Japan Pro yeah, I, heard, I heard somebody talking about New Japan. What's, what's going on? Oh, Jesus. Oh, I may have flipped out a little bit to start this show talking about New Japan. I just, this I just is, love that Matt is sitting there like he's Mark Briscoe. He had to bring snacks <laughs> to the show. I was, I was hoping for right. popcorn. Oh, I was getting, I was getting all giddy. I was like, oh, they're not gonna know. I actually, because he made a part, I made a point of not telling you any of you. And I was like, it's gonna be good. I, I'm not gonna lie. I thought you were gonna pop in like later on, but when you popped in there, I was like, here we go. This is yeah. how we're doing this. this after, is, after we Brian, this last, is how we do it. Like, after listening to the last nine and a half minutes shitting on New Japan, you know. <laughs> well, Get well, um, no, no. All that being said, uh, I love New Japan. Um, <laughs> carry on, fellas. <laughs> You, well, you know, here's a, no. For, for seriously, I I heard everything you said, guys, and um, I I just have to say, like, come. I'm sorry, I watch all this wrestling, so come, like, New Japan's gonna have to do a lot worse than that to make me turn on them because I've watched this fucking trash every single week. I have to watch NXT 2.0, guys. What do you think New Japan could possibly throw at me? Can we can we have a little uh, moment to? appreciate your service to the community i have to i have i have to watch impact wrestling guys i have to watch impact wrestling i have to talk about it like it's a real thing you know what i mean like just what the hell is going on down there the whole jay white turning on god aligning himself with the good brothers like, what the hell is going on wait aren't, and aren't they aligned with violet by design like I didn't, I, the last yeah. i saw they were like with them i do I, i'll tell you what I don't even know because I didn't even watch the episode yet. That's how much I don't care to do this. I always push it off to the last possible second. And since we record late Monday night for me, I usually end up watching it sometime in like the early Monday afternoon. So I haven't even watched the latest episode. But I was thinking about this. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, too, a, a little late. Um, what this is, this is what I want to say to like, I, I've been thinking about it a lot, particularly this week. Because I see a lot of negativity on social media from fans, from other wrestlers, from, you know, just it's it's a lot of negativity about, you know, and there's a lot of talk about ratings and, oh, is this company doing this or that? Like what the people are fans are talking about the business like, you know, like they really know anything about what they're talking about. So the what I have had to do as a fan and a former wrestler is. I have to look at the entire business as a la carte. Like I cannot say, 
oh, I love this promotion and only this promotion. I got to stick with them. I have to look at the, the talent that I like and I just have to watch what they do, where they do it and just enjoy that. It has to be separate. Wrestling will never be good again. I'm sorry to break the news to you. It, it will never be good again. It's questionable if it was ever good or if we were just too young and dumb to realize how bad it was then. So, so like you take a guy like a Jay White and I don't look at the promotion and what they're doing. I just look at him and like, what does he do with his time? Um, I didn't get a chance to listen to the, uh, the rampage uncaged, but I'm sure you guys had great things to say about, uh, Jay White and how he, uh, uh, what's, what's the word, how he, he represented himself on in, in the 20 or so minutes that he had for all the people that are saying, who the fuck is Jay White? Why don't I, I don't care about Jay White. You know, like, I hope he was able to show those guys enough. I can't wait to hear what Jim Cornette says about it. Um, because there's no way he won't love it. Like if, if he has any wrestling sensibilities at all, which we all know he does. So I, I, I can't wait to hear him put it over. Um, but yeah, so as far as that match goes, bet I get the only question that we asked, we, it was a good match between mm-hmm. Jay white and Trent yeah. on rampage. Was it too good of a match? What, I mean, was that the match that Jay white needed to have for his debut or would it have been better to have him just go out there and squash somebody in three, four minutes and present him like he's a big deal? He went out there and went 20 minutes, 50-50 with Trent. Um, I will say uh, no. That is what it needed to be because what Jay White does that's so good that's different from everybody else is the things that you can't do in a squash match. Any guy can go out there, and it's AEW and they have. Any guy can go out there and rattle off a series of moves and then that's that's the you know and even though AEW has more competitive matches but we know what that looks like when a guy does moves uh, the moves don't matter it's it's the little things of like the, the stuff like jay white like when he's getting ready to run trent into the barricade and he's like hi ladies you know that's those are the kind of things that set him apart so you need to give him a little bit of time and and the, the way he sells like he's you know like he has no bones in his body you know what i mean maybe trent's not the guy to be doing that for if there's anything in that match that felt off or weird i'm gonna blame trent i won't blame uh because trent trent is trent sucks he's never gonna this he's he's already reached the ceiling some would say he's climbed up and stood on top of the ceiling and he doesn't belong there but um he's this is as good as he's ever gonna get so uh, if there was anything missing from that match, it, it's Trent's fault, and Jay White did very well. But you know, but now that, we get to look forward to Orange Cassidy, Orange yes. Cassidy and Jay White. Boy, <laughs> yeah, t- talk about a feud! I never thought that I ever. Oh, you never wanted that. <laughs> yeah. Well, he'll get him more over than Jericho did. That's true. I mean, but like, here's the thing about Jay White. Like, I think I agree with you. He's he's one of those guys that you need to see because, like Jericho, you said he's the master of the counter. You know, you see him do these things like when Trent went to go get him for the Dude Buster and he works it into a, you know, into his, uh, you know, finisher there. It was there. a great finish. It was, it was awesome. You know I mean? Just to watch that kind of thing, the things that he does, he's, he's a very cerebral wrestler. And I think, unfortunately today, a lot of people don't look at it that way. They look for the move, they look for the big shit, and they don't appreciate somebody like Jay, who's such a good counter wrestler, like, um, having seen him not live now a few different times, you don't you begin to really appreciate that moment. I mean, uh, here in Dallas when he wrestled uh, Daniel Garcia, you know that was a hell of a technical match, and he was just par for par with this guy and move and counter move and counter move to where you know it was a it was a really good match, and they put it together. It was about a fifteen minute match where you were able to really appreciate everything, and then his time on the mic where. 
You know, he gets up there, makes you think like he's going to say something, and then he just dropped the mic on Strong because he wasn't talking on Strong because fuck Strong, you know what I mean, <laughs> kind of thing. And so you feel like he's going to say something, and he just drops and walks off and, you know, just makes you feel like, you know, you're not worth his time, you know, because it's Strong, fuck Strong, you know. And it's those kind of things that he does that really makes him, I think, one of the more unique and better wrestlers today that people aren't appreciating. You know, we, we really need to take into account not only the character work, but what he does in the ring and that it takes time, you know, so. I can't wait for that kid to hit his prime. Oh, my God. I mean, he's, he's still like, like years away from it because he's like 26, you know, and I mean, the fact that he's 26 and at the level he's at now already That's having insane. done the Grand Slam for New Japan. I mean, holy cow. I mean, that's. <laughs> That just to me shows what New Japan thinks of him. I mean, if they if they've done that with him, nobody else has done it, but they've done it with Jay White, and you've got people like Tanahashi and everybody who've not done that yet. I mean, how do you you know how do you not t- deny the talent of this kid? How do you go and say, "Oh, this kid fucking sucks"? You know, it just means you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. So. His evolution as well. Like when we first saw him, how young he was and mm-hmm. how clean baby face he was from that. Yeah. And as he's kind of progressed over the last few years, you see him physically and evolve. Like not just how he performs in the ring, how he does his promos, how he how his how his sort of mannerisms are in the ring and when he interacts with other people, even how he looks, though the beard's grown, he's a bit more kind of hard edged. This is just something special to watch over the years. Mm-hmm. And, to think it is only 26 it's only going to get better for him yeah absolutely it's it's one of the few where i'm like don't go to wwe just avoid 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 for as long as you can it it just wouldn't work the the way that he performs he needs 15 20 minutes in order to do what he does i don't think jay white could go out there and get himself over in a six minute match i it's just not the way that he is presented it's a waste of his time as well if yeah. you did that. It's a waste of his time doing that there as well. Um, speaking of a waste of time, <laughs> should we should we make our way in towards uh, Elimination Chamber? Uh, I had some thoughts on how we should do this. So what I was thinking, right, is we start off, we talk about a match, and then we have about 10, 15 minutes of adverts and video segments, right? We'll do that, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk about another match, and then we'll do a few of those. They're only about five minutes at the match, so it's all good. We just do five minutes each match. And then before the last one, we just spend half an hour doing nothing. And then, <laughs> okay, oh, cool. all right, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> what, a, what a mess of a, of a put together. If you were kind of booking this as a, a, a premier live event, as they like to call it, fuck me. This is, this is not what you want for this. this is an absolute. This was a two-hour two show at best, masqueraded as a three-hour show. Like, I mean, they have so many piss wow. breaks in between matches. I mean, I'm like, I mean, and then I think at one point it was enough for me to go take a shit and come back. So, you know, that, for, it, that was long enough for Jimmy T to go to the bathroom and come back and not miss a match. I mean, you know what, guys? I mean, to be honest, I didn't actually think it was too bad. I actually thought this was the best blood money that we've had ever. To be honest, I'm, I'm wait, dead serious. Wait, I'm wait, dead wait, Jargo, I think Jargo, you gave us you gave us some of the the ratings for some of these matches. Uh, do you want to break into Jimmy T? What some of these ratings were? I mean, this is just absolutely ridiculous. It's like, number one, we're talking about how Jay White needs 15, 20 minutes to go out and do a Jay White match. The longest match on this show was sixteen minutes, and that no. was the women's elimination chamber match, which was oh, good. I thought the women's chamber match was actually pretty good. Yeah. Reigns versus Goldberg got one star from Wade Keller. 
The women's <laughs> elimination chamber match got three. That was the best match on the show. Rousey yeah. Naomi versus Charlotte and Sonya, one and three quarter stars match went nine minutes. Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre yeah. and Madcap, two and a quarter stars match went 10 minutes. Becky and Lita got two and a half stars match went 12 Not minutes. Many? Not many? Usos versus Viking Raiders match never actually happened. Women's elimination chamber match, two and three quarter stars. Match goes 15 minutes. I mean, boy, talk. I mean, I've never watched these Saudi shows, but if there was one worth skipping, it sure sounds like it was this one. Well, you could predict the whole show from start to finish. Like, if you're you're invested in the results, then, oh, wait, wait, what you got? I just want to say full disclosure at the top. Uh, I didn't watch not one second of this show. I just wanted to hang out with you guys. I'm so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about it from you. Uh, maybe, maybe you'll inspire me to check out the show. Uh, no, it doesn't sound like it is right, oh, right, up, right out the bat. We're not doing that. So, oh my God. Hey, no. man, seriously. Like when you compare it to the, to the other blood monies, right? I do personally think it was actually the best one. I'm not saying it was a great pay-per-view, but it was the best one in my opinion. I don't Easy. know. I thought I thought last year's Crown Jewel with the King of the Ring tournament was a better one for me. Okay. I preferred I that one out of the two. But that was a really – as a show, it was actually done the job quite well. There were really good matches, and, you know, it, it kind of helped their – case for doing shows at Saudi Arabia. Uh, this was the other way around. This was um, not it. This was not it. Well, no. In terms of booking, I'm, I'm not talking about that, but in ring work, I thought it wasn't too bad. No, no that's fine. It disagrees with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, honestly, I'm being I, dead serious. I thought Crown Jewel had some great matches on it. That's that's kind of where I was coming from. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. I'd go back and watch that now and again. Uh, this one, no, maybe not so much. Uh, yeah. Roman uh, I, Reigns. Mm. That, match, yeah. oh, that first match, I mean, the, set the pace for everything, you know. Uh, I mean, I know we knew it wasn't going to last long. It's Goldberg. It's fucking Goldberg. He already looked like he was gassed by the time he got out there, as usual at this point. And then he, hey, come on, man. It's a long walk down to the ring. Give him a chance. You know, I mean, or 57 or whatever. He's 50-something <laughs> yeah. at this point. And I mean, but still, and I mean, you know, already has the blood on him because he's banging his head on shit still. Um, Goldberg, Goldberg looked like he was going to have a heart attack and die sitting down next to Michael Cole on SmackDown. I know, right? Like that whole moment of like, hey, Michael, you're my bud. Like whatever that shit was. Yeah. Is he saying his goodbyes? Like what's I know, right? I got another run. I think you and I talked about that, that it was just the weirdest interview ever. And then he comes and does this shit. And then, you know, you're like okay you know and the, the end though i have to admit the end was unique in the sense of he's gonna go for the jackhammer and then we're gonna grab a guillotine and choke him out you know yeah, um he didn't tap he didn't tap he choked out you know um and he, I will he get, went down like a warrior is what he did yeah <laughs> I, I guess you know uh, but you know at least at least give that you know they gave him a decent end to that thing they made it somewhat decent but it's a Goldberg match it's gonna be a one-star match it's not gonna be great you got two guys who just don't want to spear the shit out of each other for no reason and the spear by the way in wrestling i just i don't know i can't i can't it was really it. yeah it's overplayed Big I, with, with full disclosure i was done with bill goldberg <laughs> in like 1998 all right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me too. I, I couldn't stand Goldberg. Just yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, I've just been over this guy, but are we done now? 
Like I, that, that, that supposedly be. that was the last match on his deal. Are, are we going to continue bringing Goldberg back? When's the last time Goldberg yeah. won a match? If Bin Salman wants him, they'll get him. <laughs> oh, yeah, way. they will. Mm. I, mean, I would be surprised I, I just, if they bring him back for WrestleMania. If they find, because they're trying to stack those cards up for the I, next I, two nights. But. but the problem is Goldberg hasn't won a match right. in so long that he's just, he is what he is at this point. He's just an old guy who goes out there and tries real hard and gets beaten five minutes. Like at what point do we put grandpa Goldberg on the bench? You know what I mean? Because it's a law of diminishing returns at this point. Not only is he old Goldberg, like he's not even a threat anymore. He hasn't won a match in God knows how long. Yeah. It doesn't help that almost every time he's booked in, it's a title match. It's not just a, a showcase event. It's it's generally a title match that he gets put into. So who's wanting to see Goldberg as a champion at this stage of his career? Nobody. And nobody, nobody. believes that he's going to mm. actually win the match. It, it's yeah. just the law of diminishing returns at this point. Yeah. And, and that's the problem is, you know, the, we think nostalgia is great and cool, but at some point nostalgia has to stop. You know, we have to remember <laughs> the person for what they were, not what we're seeing at this point. You know, I mean... Uh, you know, I know like this year, and then uh, Jargo, I know you're a champion of this, The Undertaker being the only person to go into the Hall of Fame this year. I'm cool with that because, let's be honest, Undertaker is a person who, even despite the fact that we had that AJ Styles match, that was still a good cinematic match, a good way for me to see, you know, Undertaker one last time to go out and something along those lines. You can't do that with Goldberg. You can't have a cinematic yeah. match with him. You can't do something. So stop ruining what he is. And let us have somebody like, you know, just let it in, bring him in. We have Undertaker doing this year. Let that be the case. Let us focus on the career he has. Let Goldberg be a part of something next year, maybe, that he comes in and we have him and something else. And we just kind of focus on some of those things instead of trying to keep bringing, oh, you remember how cool this was back in 1997 when he could do this shit? Yeah, but that was 97. That was well, fucking 20 years I mean, ago. I'm, I'm not even necessarily opposed to Goldberg. It's just use him properly, right? If, if you're going to bring him in, put him against somebody like a madcap Moss and have the dude actually win the match. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, instead of just doing these unworthy title matches all the time, let him beat madcap. Let him beat Austin Theory. Let him even beat somebody at the level of Baron Corbin yeah. so that you could actually buy him in a championship match where instead of just losing every freaking time he shows up. Yeah. Exactly. Build them up. Build them up like you, yeah. like you should have done. You know, like they of... did in 1997. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's bad enough that they show highlights of him from 97. I think they shouldn't even show that stuff, man, if he's going to wrestle right now. But for a 52-year-old, he's he's pretty jacked, man. Oh, I think yeah. he looks great. Seriously. His I could body buy him great. in a matchup against R-Truth, but I can't against Roman Reigns because all they've mm-hmm. done is show me that Goldberg's a loser and he has been for the last three years. Yeah. Not just that, he looks too old, man, anyway. Like, you know, he shouldn't really beat Roman Reigns. He really shouldn't beat anyone at the top of their game. But you're right. He needs to get something under his belt. He hasn't won since he's won the Universal title, probably. And that was what? How long ago? Oh, that's 2018. Three, three years. Yeah. yeah. 2018, it was, was it not? Yeah. 
something like that. that. Yeah, you know, but and that's and that's the problem is okay. Yeah, he looks great, but does that necessarily mean we need to wrestle? You know, right? I I don't. You know, maybe he. he, I mean, he lives in Texas now. Maybe he could be. You know, part of something as a host of something for WrestleMania week. You know, uh, a Q and A or something like that. But I don't need to see him in the ring anymore. I don't need to see him. You know, doing stuff. He's doing stuff like you know, getting on knife or fight shows or and you know gun shows and dodge commercials to like tell people hey you can win a dodge and be chief donut operator i'd rather mm-hmm. see him do that at this point and because then it's like you're now becoming the rock where you're almost promoting wwe you're promoting wrestling by doing these things outside of wrestling these commercials and stuff and that's where goldberg's money is is being that face of remember me look how cool i was and remember how cool wrestling was when i was doing these things that's where Goldberg should be used at this point, not in the ring, not trying to do something in the ring anymore, because that's not who he is anymore. He's that ambassador that needs to be out there promoting wrestling through the various things that he does. You know, so, yeah. you know, give, this I, he should be done. He should be done. I think we all agree at this point, this should be it. No more Goldberg in the ring as far as being a physical in-match person. Can we, resur- a- can we resurrect the Divas Championship? And then yes. you can win that. Yes, we can. Ooh. We can. <laughs> hey, and you know what, Vet? Don't put it past them. They're definitely going a Divas sort of route, man, it seems like right now at WWE. And I hope yeah, we-, we don't get it back. But if they do bring it back, Goldberg should win. God, Goldberg yeah. should win. 100%. All right. they, 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 100%. They've never beaten Goldberg. None of those women never, are ever going to beat Goldberg. They, they, they took never. that belt and they spray painted it gold and sent it over to New Japan. Oh, All right. You know what, Jargo? We're not doing this anymore. Come on. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it's we did. It's the worst looking belt ever, man. Let's be honest. Yeah, and the yeah, fact that they made Okada Okada approve it this year. Had the, uh, uh, yeah. had the other one in his he hand. <laughs> he had all the power in that moment. Nikki said, like, you pick that. You What you have to do is pick that one. And then just go into business for yourself. Pick yeah. the other one. You know yeah. what, guys? Save I'll be honest. World. When I first saw that championship, right, I thought of Cody's tattoo initially yeah yeah it kind of looks like i didn't t- think that Cody's too tattoo. right did they yeah. not do like a I'm meme where they had like a picture of the four on his <laughs> yeah. neck and it's pretty much the same thing Ooh, hey, jade cargill Jesus versus goldberg right. jade yeah. cargill over strong yeah that's right. a lot of beef in that right there <laughs> absolutely oh my god <laughs> jade cargill's got muscles where i didn't even know you could have muscles she's an absolute machine yeah yeah <laughs> she's a star. jesus if she can just learn how to work she is going to be a big star for AEW. Yeah, which is funny. Time, she will. Yeah, which is funny. Tony from Shawnee actually talked about that this week. It's like the difference between back in the day and now. She's only wrestling one time a week. Whereas back in the day when you were champ like that, you were wrestling seven days a week. And now she's just doing what she can in the ring uh, on that one day a week or whatever that she's there for tapings. And then the rest of the time, it's, it's just practicing the ring. So you don't get that same feel for it. So. Right. How how much longer is it going to take for her to develop as a wrestler than compared to like guys like Flair and stuff who were wrestling every night? Arne Anderson, those guys who were just hitting the roads and traveling and learning from these other veterans. Whereas you got her going one night a week, and you know that's and then the rest of the time is in the gym. She you know? needs she needs a warehouse, a ring, and Serena Deeb standing opposite <laughs> of her about oh, eight yeah. hours a day. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you've got. I mean, she's there half the time with Serena Deeb. Why is that not being, you know, yeah. said? Hey, we're going to do this all the time. You know, yeah. come. Hey, you need to come with me. Let's go to. Let's let's make this work because 
she, she has the foundations to be a great women's wrestler, but we need to see her becoming a wrestler. She's an athlete right now, but she's not a wrestler. And that's right. what we need from her is to be that wrestler that we want to see. So see, is that an issue with today's sort of wrestling? I mean, especially the fan base, I feel like we all become impatient with everything. You know what I mean? We want things right there and then. And I think that's a bit of an issue in, in the world of professional wrestling today, including the fan base. Well, well and, and Jade has come a long way in the last well, like, six absolutely. months or so, especially. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to say that, but like at the same time, too, that's also the, the promotions issues. You know, they brought her up way fast. She was she was always an athlete, but she wasn't a wrestler. And right. so that's the whole point. We need to get them to wrestling and get to that point. Um, and where we had the territory days where people were going and moving and doing, whereas we don't have that now. Um, and so it's like, this person looks good. Let's get them on TV. Sorry, yes, Vet has a thing. Go oh, on. yeah. No, no problem. No problem. Um, Jade Cargill will be done with wrestling before she ever reaches the potential she could have reached if she had started back in a different time. Yeah. Like she's already, she, you've heard out of her own mouth. She said, I'm rich. She did. I do this because I love it. So, you know what I mean? But the other problem is there has to be somebody on the other side of it. And everybody, there's like, there's like one good wrestler, maybe a couple passable wrestlers and everybody else is just horrible. Did that that AQA? Um, I've never seen somebody so bad at wrestling. Uh, and you're gonna, oh. you can't let Jade Cargill be the the brains of the of the match. Right. You just can't. Yeah. Like you, it's yeah. clear that 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 talk about like learning to learning to fly before you learn to crawl. <laughs> Literally, the only move she did that looked like anything was that shooting star press, and she couldn't even run the ropes right. So you can't be throwing Jade Cargill in with people like that and expecting her to get better. This is the same say, promotion oh, that thought that giving us Paige Van Zant versus Brandy Rhodes would be somebody that anybody mm. wanted to watch. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I just want to touch on one thing. Vet, you're spot on, man, because WB actually was trying to sign her right before she signed with AEW. And you know what WB was saying, like, and they weren't sure about, about signing her? That she's probably not going to be in it for the long haul. That's what they were worried about. That's what they actually said to her. And she came out and said that on a podcast sometime last week. Mm -hmm. So, Vet, you're spot on, dude. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Media Media 5 says the ref was calling the spots in the cargo AQA match. And you can hear the ref calling the spots. You know? I mean, that's not a good sign. You know? Well, I mean, as, as far as the worst pro wrestling that you've ever seen, Vet, there was a match on AEW Dark that you need to check out, like Michael Nakazawa and, and somebody oh. else. And uh, it, it's worth watching just for Taz and Excalibur's commentary because <laughs> that is freaking priceless. Oh my god! I mean, when when, when hey, Taz is mute. literally mute, saying yeah. on commentary, "What the hell just happened there?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. well, that's Game that's over. what that's what dark is for. It's got to stay dark. Uh, I mean, it was, <laughs> wow! But but yeah, to just to what 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 uh, Jimmy was saying, like. I, I'm I'm kind of glad that she didn't go there because that's some bullshit that they would pull out. We don't know if you're if you're in this for the dude. Yeah. Since when do they give a fuck about who's in it for the long haul? Yeah, They're looking right. to to wring every last anything out of anybody, or at least they used to be. Now they don't even they don't even know what they're doing anymore. But anyway, it's 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 a good thing she didn't go there. It's they would just try to they would have just tried to rib her and make her quit and all this other shit and. Oh, you know, she's, sure. she's in a much better position now. And yeah, definitely. So. Well, I mean, to segue back to Elimination Chamber, mm -hmm. who would you rather have right now? Jade Cargill or Bianca Belair? 
Jay Cargill easily. Yeah. Jay Cargill for me. Yeah. That's pretty tough. I was I was gonna say Bianca Belair because I she's already a rounded package as a wrestler. I mean, if I mean, you're right in saying that Jade's probably got more potential of star power. She's got to her, way right? more potential. Bianca so Belair is not as over as you think. Are, I think yeah. personally, yeah, oh, I agree with that. Yeah, but I think part of that is also down to WWE kind yep. of shoot themselves in the foot, cut yep. off their nose to spine mm-hmm. their face. You know, they had a yep. great chance with her, and in the second Becky Lynch, but we're talking not even five the minutes second, back, right. done. <laughs> over it's like she was done right after that match yeah it was already a recovery job from the off there's like we got her at the the match at wrestlemania Uh, spoiler if you're wanting to get the results of this but uh you know like this is the recovery job now we've got to get her to wrestlemania to get that win back that she probably should have got or probably didn't even have to try and get back in the first place it's it's bonkers yeah absolutely bonkers what they've done her and they do it with so many talents WWE. it's like right we need to get this person and this is why i was trying to make the case last week about how bianca winning the match against becky lynch or having the match with becky lynch at wrestlemania made more sense to me is because well they have to fix it because ronda and becky aren't gonna be here forever charlotte's not gonna be here forever they need someone to fill the void but they're not doing that they're just too obsessed with keeping that person there for as long as they can on top i mean brock lesnar's going for two championships at wrestlemania Mm -hmm. because of it we could have made someone but they just don't want to. There's just no enthusiasm to f- make a new name. Whereas AEW, you've got someone like Jade Cargo where they could just mold her. They can take their time with her a little bit, not too long, but they can get her to a point where she's marketable, she's going to be over, and she's got her own set of attributes that people kind of gravitate to. I, I, I think you're absolutely right, Money, because if, if Bianca Belair was 28-0 in her last 28 matches and they actually paid lip service to that on WWE yeah. TV, we would probably view her very differently than we do now in the way that she has been booked since SummerSlam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. exactly. One of the things that sucks about the WWE is even when they earmark somebody for a push like that, they don't know how to do it anymore. Yeah. They just don't. Look at Roman Reigns. Mm. Look at look at him. They said this is the guy, and look how long it took for them to get it right. Why? You know, it's it's because Vince McMahon gave up and probably said, and Paul Heyman was like, "Excuse me, sir, I, <laughs> if I may, you know, like, and and that, that now we get this version of it, but his version of it was Jack and the Beanstalk and suffering succotash and all that shit. <laughs> like, what the? And oh. that was the guy that you that you are forcing the push on. Same thing with Bianca Belair. They just too much too fast people didn't buy it there wasn't enough there wasn't enough depth there for people to get into what she was doing bianca belair could be a huge star at any point in time but not there because they're going to marginalize everybody that they have even the ones that everybody yeah until until they until until vince and or whoever just gives up on whoever they have their eye on and gives it to somebody that knows what the fuck they're doing then nobody's gonna get over Right, you know, so speaking yeah, of that's, margin- that's where we're at with that. Yeah, well, speaking it, of, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, go ahead. I think what's interesting about what Vet just said is, is kind of what we were talking about with New Japan even at the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. and, and then Vet, you brought up that there's so much negativity going on inside of the IWC, and the problem is the booking and the creative. Like we are seeing some of the best pure wrestling matches oh, globally 100%. that we right. have ever seen as far as like the quantity of them and the quality of them 
throughout the course of the year. I mean, we, we've had, I don't know, a half a dozen five-star matches already just early on in 2022, but the creative and the stories and the way they're being told inside of the booking by all of these companies at this point is just absolute trash. That's, yeah. that's why I said you got to, you got to, you got to just, um, follow your favorite talents and a la carte, just pick the ones you like, follow them and support them. And don't worry about, about the creative. You're not going to see good creative. You're not going to see interesting stories. You're not going to see good character development. You're not going to see any of that. You watch TV for that. Don't watch, don't watch uh pseudo sports for that. You watch, you watch the wrestlers to, su to support the wrestlers. So if you like Bianca Belair, then watch her shit and skip everything else. If you like Jay White, then watch a little, his part of impact and his part of AEW. And, and if he shows up on new Japan strong and skip everything else, if, if that's, if that's what it takes, but that's going to be the new thing because also like you guys were talking about earlier with people's short attention spans and, and wanting everything right now, Jimmy, like you were saying, like they're so impatient. You know, that that's how it's going to have to be. Um, you're, you're just going to have to like very selectively choose your wrestling and wrestlers. And you can't worry about the overall direction of the company because it's not going anywhere, period. And I think that you're spot on, man, because I think you're right, man. At the end of the day, I think our expectations are way too high all the time. And I think we just need to stop and just relax and just do what, what the vet suggested. Just watch it for what it is man it is crap but it is what it is you know we just gotta enjoy this shit man i mean what else can we say i mean i'm sure like look even the attitude era was way overrated let's be honest right it probably was but still even when i watch it now it's still it's still much better than half this shit right now but in terms of in ring work jago you're spot on it's the best we've ever had but yeah, if, you, if you like matches, no there's no psychology in matches these days <laughs> compared to how it used to be. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and I think going, I think that leads us into our next segment, which is the women's elimination chamber, um, yep. which was the second match on this card, which, you know, again, you, you have to go into it going, what's the story? What's the, what's the psychology? Uh, or am I just watching for to see who my favorite person is and what happens, <laughs> you know? And I mean, um, I will say this: out of all the outfits, uh, Liv Morgan can keep that one because, damn, that was a good outfit. Uh, that red on her was, whew, I, I like that one. Uh, don't tell my girlfriend. Um, <laughs> she was, cause, but I was like, yeah, Liv Morgan can get it with that outfit, you know. Uh, and, and but you know, it, it's interesting because you 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 watch this event. First of all. The fact that you're calling Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia, just, <laughs> yeah. the, 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 you know. The only thing they forgot was to put Goldberg in there so you could have a oh, Jew in the say. Elimination yeah, Chamber. Yeah. Oh, so oh. Chanting Goldberg in the first place blew my mind. This yeah, blew exactly. Mind. <laughs> right. But, you know, but, you know, and this, this, again, this is one of those things where you watch it and you go, okay, and this was this three-star match, mind you. It, this was the best they had for the night. We watched this match, and I'm not gonna lie, it, it was it was not bad. It was it was one of these matches where I'm going, okay, we we didn't have anything too outrageous, but they wrestled. It made a little bit of sense, you know. The psychology of it kind of worked a little bit here and there, um, except for I didn't understand the Rhea Ripley Bianca Belair 
double vertical suplex at the same time. Hey, well, look, we're buddies. Look, we can now do a vertical. Well, I think it was together. more like it was more tit for tat, wasn't it? They were trying to show off to one another and see who was the better one. Who was except the for the except for the fact that Rhea has uh, Alexa Bliss up. Her skirt comes down to her face <laughs> and it brings it up. Yeah. And she's like, you can see she's like giggling and laughing at Bianca Belair, like, oh look, you know, like. So that took the whole thing out of it. So it, it wasn't tit for tat because it was like, oh look, we're besties, and we can both do vertical duplexes and put these girls on her head. That's where, like, if I would agree with you, James, that would have been the case. But when that happened and she's looking over and they're both laughing and giggling about it, that's when it became like, oh look, what we can do, kind of thing, rather than it being the. I, when you can do that, fuck you, I can do that too. And then the whole one arm Bianca Belair thing, oh, look, I've got one hand, except Liv Morgan has both of her hands on her shoulder yeah. to hold up her up at the same yeah. time. You know, it's like, and Michael Cole going, oh my God, it's one handed. And I'm like, except Liv Morgan has got her hands locked on <laughs> yeah. her shoulder. You know what I mean? You know, and uh, man, I miss Pat McAfee so much. Oh, this has been a, this a long, long uh, two weeks. It's oh been a long time. What's watch, he doing? Couldn't fly him out well, for this well, one. No, yeah, no, he couldn't. Probably, and uh, probably I saw him. Sponsors. I have a sponsor. Yeah, on that one. and then yeah. because you know he's got his other stuff, so the sponsors probably wouldn't let him. But two, you have to remember this SmackDown was recorded, so because right, right. he was at Super Bowl last week. So he couldn't make the SmackDown because of Super Bowl because that's his number one priority. So when they recorded SmackDown and already released the fact that, you know, the same thing so happened. Why, yeah, why watch that fucking SmackDown? Uh, I didn't even get to see what the I didn't watch it because it's like I already know everything. What the fuck am I gonna we watch? Showed for? The, we showed the main event segment on this very podcast. Exactly. <laughs> we did. You know, last week we showed the main event segment. It was hilarious. <laughs> so it's like, what the fuck are we watching this for? So it's it's that idea of again, what does WWE do? But seriously, it's just that idea of like what you know, Pat McAfee makes Michael Cole so much better and brings so much more to the table that this is an event that would have would have helped having him on the call, you yeah. know, with some of these things. Uh, like, I, I don't know where people are on Corey Graves. I just, I just can't. I thought tonight was him. the worst. I thought tonight yeah. was one of the worst of him because it was, you could, you couldn't decide because it sounded like you tried too hard to be Pat McAfee. Yeah. The whole night. Like he was on one side of the fence with one person on this other side. He was trying all this stuff. He was trying so hard to be like Pat McAfee last night. It was not even funny. Yeah. It was like, just be Corey Graves. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we're, we're all missing. He's a heel. Just be the heel. But he was leaning on baby faces at times. He was kind of bouncing off him. It was just Byron and Saxton sitting there silent for ninety percent of this show as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was there. He was there. It's kind of in character for Byron, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is. I think it is. He's just there to get bullied the corners. Ooh. But he's, he's just there to get picked on now. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Smith's not there to keep the peace either, so it's just like you just stay there and shop. Right? Okay. Well, I saw, well, you know, they, they did say that Corey Graves is able to wrestle, so I, does that mean Byron Saxon and Corey Graves are going to go at it one time and now? They're going to like get uh, in the ring and have a, a announcer versus announcer match? Kind of Taz like, versus the King Wall ever yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, like no. Yeah. I think that match may have a better chance of being on the WrestleMania card than... Oh. Nikki A.S.H., Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, <gasps> or Alexa Bliss. No, you did not just say. Well, <laughs> Nikki A.S.H., like, as much as I'm a... You got to support Sorry, your own team on this one. You got kind no, of... You're yeah. Sorry, Nikki you trash, man. Your own <laughs> girlfriend. Oh, yeah. 
I told you the story before we went. Away. I'll tell everyone that's on later. Right? So uh, before we we came live, but I, I watched a little bit of Elijah Steamer last night, but I rewatched most of the show this morning. So my girlfriend's sitting there with me, and we're watching it. Nikki Ash comes out, and I decided to explain it to her. And I said, "Look, this is Nikki. She's from Scotland. She's one of ours. So here we go. Cheer on. Uh, so she's supposed to be a superhero. And she's like, "All right, that's a bit weird." And then I turned to her and said, "Would you believe me if I said to you, she's a bad guy?" no it's like yeah she's a bad guy no and then 20 seconds later she stands in the ring and she goes no get it off turn it off she's getting on my tits i was like she's not even said a word yet she just got to the ring i was like ah i mean she's right but oh that's that's the biggest annoyance i have it's like we've turned her heel we've done nothing we've just kept her the same it's like why why do this why do this to her that's why i say this money because obviously bianca's going to be facing off with becky and then we'll we'll also have the smackdown women's championship program are any of these other women going to find themselves on the show unless they do like a big battle royal or something i like the place has got to get a spot in this surely like having her there you, you can't not yeah, put her on the card at some point that match, right? yeah she had a great match it's a shame that she, it was a shame i thought it was a shame for her that she had to come back in this match full knowing full well that bianca belair had to get the win Me, absolutely fodder on this it's like man. spot on at one point i felt like she deserves to actually win the match yeah well yeah. you see yeah really and it was, what a waste of a comeback really knowing we couldn't have put this off till Monday and have her come back in a match where she wins and you know maybe looks build up to look forward to giving her a push right after WrestleMania. Or even just like, or you could have had her say like, "I'm going to be at Elimination Chamber. I'm going to keep an eye on what's going on. Have her about." And then even though she's not quite what she was when she left, she still got this mischievous evil side to her mm-hmm. where she could have caught like she could have set up a feud with Rhea Ripley quite easily. You know, Rhea Ripley's easily. getting Nikki out in the rearview mirror. Alexa Bliss decides to play some silly buggers and kind of interfere or cause problems. And then, hello, there's a there's a nice little mid middle of the road night one WrestleMania match that people can enjoy and have a little bit of a story going in it. And both will do quite nicely. But you know, we've got to feed Bianca Belly. I like Bianca Belly to be fair, but it just it's a felt a bit like we fed her, fed them all to her again. Just get the win, get her over with. I mean, it damages her, dude, as well. Yeah. Like I feel like it damages Bianca Belly by doing that, but that's WWE. Yeah, yeah, which which we've seen that with this booking with with Roman and Brock and all that Bobby Lashley and all this bullshit they're going back and Ugh. forth with. You know, I mean, it, it's not helping their their storytelling at all. It's not helping the wrestlers at all. I mean, it's keeping everybody down. It's it's you know, I mean, and this elimination chamber match. I mean, there were some good things going on by some people other than Bianca Belair, and it's like okay, but they're all fucked because. You know, like Jargo says, I agree with you, Jargo. Where are you going to put these women other than a battle royal? You know, they're going to have what they were going to call the great Moolah battle royal, which now they don't yeah. because, you know, Moolah got canceled. So it's the women's battle royal that they'll have. So this is where they're going to make their appearance. And that's it. You know, I mean, they, they some of these ladies put on did some good stuff in this ring tonight and deserved to get a spotlight at WrestleMania. But the best they're going to hope for is a rumble is a is a rumble spot. Because, or a tag team turmoil match. Like uh, yeah, last yeah, year. yeah, some bullshit like that, you know? Uh, oh, yeah. oh, hey, let's bring back the Bella Twins and let's throw in, oh, you know, no. Alexa Bliss and Rhea Ripley. Let's have them work together, you know? Um, some bullshit like that, you know? You they know? should call it, they should call the, if they do have a battle royal at WrestleMania, they should call it the Sherry Martel 
Battle Royal. I mean, yeah. I think yeah, yeah, why be not? The, the sensational Battle Royal. Yeah, well, yeah, even that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, those are all great points. But again, that's where these people are. This is where the people who work their ass off in this Elimination Chamber match are going to get their shine at WrestleMania because we have nothing until WrestleMania. I mean, there's no other pay-per-views. There's nothing else, which is weird because, you know, last year we had, you know, at least two more going into WrestleMania. Now it's we're having Elimination Chamber and then nothing until wrestlemania which in a yeah. way it's a long six weeks to get there now yeah, yeah. but that's the, and that's the question can we trust wwe to give us six weeks of programming to build to wrestlemania i mean you know how insane it sounds like no. there, there's six weeks until wrestlemania and we're advocating for a pay-per-view in between because we don't <laughs> trust wwe to tell us a story that goes on for six, six weeks. weeks yeah they used to be good at that they, they used, used to be, be good. Right. They used to do Rumble and Mania, nothing in between. Yeah. I, by, by comparison, the CM Punk MJF feud started like the day before Thanksgiving. And we're getting that's <laughs> wow. Ooh. I mean, and the, look at the payoff. We're getting that. You know, yeah. I mean, that's, I, I, you know, again, you know, but like, here's the thing they're doing, and it's formulaic with MJF, right? We saw that we've seen this now three times with different people. Right. The, the, we're going through the stages of uh, different things to get to MJF. He's insulating himself, but it just makes him that much more of a bigger heel asshole because it's like, no, no, you can't touch me. You can't touch me. Like you're gonna have to go through this. You're gonna have to do that until the point where it's so people are so pissed at him that we get him in a cage match or now a dog collar match or different things along those lines. And yet, what happens? AEW says, we're going to let MJF walk out of this and go, look at me. I, I happen to beat this guy. I happen to be. And then he's got even that much more heat on the fact that the top of the guy knows how to generate heat naturally to begin with. You know, I mean, it's it's a very, even though it's formulaic and we see the same thing every time, it's done well every time with different little twists to where I'm still interested. You know, I'm not, you know, CM Punk has gone through the inner circle and, you know, so just like Cody did, just like Jericho did, but just in a different enough way every time to where I'm still invested and really want to see MJF get the shit kicked out of him. And yet some way he finds a way to get out of it because he's that Weasley guy. That's storytelling. That is good storytelling. And we have to depend on WWE to give us six weeks of that before WrestleMania to watch in one of the biggest stadiums in the world here in Dallas, Texas, which, by the way, I'm not going because <laughs> fuck that shit. I ain't paying that kind of money. Um, not for that many hours either. Oh, dude. my God. <laughs> and even though it's two days now, like, I might go to, like, I mean, now, the sh- the indie shows, the, I'm going to try to go to every uh, Minoru Suzuki show that's going on. He's wrestling fuck at least yeah. four shows here. And I'm like, fuck yeah. And two of them are on a couple of my friends' shows. And I'm like, hey, can you get me tickets? It's like, I mean, like, <laughs> You know, give me the hookup because I'm trying to go to other shows that I don't know. Kind of give me the hookup a little bit. I'll talk about y'all on my podcast. And they're like, fuck yeah, okay, we'll see. So, I mean, I'm I'm trying to figure out how to still see as many uh, Minoru Suzuki shows as I can, you know, in that week that he's going to be here because, uh, yeah, why not? I mean, but to go watch a WWE show uh, and to pay the money that I'm going to have to pay to go do that where – if I want, like, one of the shows that Suzuki goes, if I want to go sit front row, it is $40. To go watch a fucking Minoru Suzuki match on the front row. 
I'll doesn't pay that beat shit. that, man. I'll, I'll pay that every day. Yeah, yeah it's it's really. the Fairmont Hotel in Dallas. Uh, fuck yeah, I'll go pay that to go <laughs> drive an hour 30, an hour 40, two hours depending on traffic, you know, to go watch a Menorah Suzuki match. But yet, I'm going to trust WWE for six weeks of programming to maybe, maybe want to spend $500 for cheap seats, you know? Wow. I mean, so here's the thing. The Dallas, you know, the the Death Star, as we call it, or Jerry World, um, we, we uh, they have standing room only seats, right? Those are going for two hundred fifty dollars a pop to go what? stand in the standing room only area. No way, dude! Two hundred bucks for standing room only? Standing room yep. only. Wow, it's in the it's like it's the end zones area, and you're wow. paying two hundred fifty bucks, and that's not including parking, which can cost you between fifty to one hundred fifty dollars. How much? Fifty to that is general for cowboy games. Fifty That's to one hundred and fifty dollars for parking. Who knows what it's going to be for the WWE? Dude, wait, wait, no, so, hang on, hang bucks on. for parking, dude. Really? Like, That's I'll that, Uber. No, I that, don't have a nap. I've been judged paying two pounds to park a car, and you're telling me a hundred dollars? If you want to park within, <laughs> like, if you're going to park at the Dallas Cowboys area, now mind you, you can go further out. You know, and you can walk a good out mile and a half to two miles, and oh, you're paying, you know, 25, 50 <laughs> bucks, you know, whatever. Me. But if you're going to park in Jerry Jones' parking lot, you're getting 50 to 150 bucks minimum to park. Because that's why the Cowboys are fucking the most, you know, they, they, they are the top of Forbes, you know, most expensive franchises. Beers at Jerry World are at least $15. Yeah, that's how much they were. Oh, yeah, hang on, hang on. They were, they were 17 at SoFi for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Jesus. Who's running the books here? Margaret Thatcher? Fucking hell. That's how Jerry makes his money. When, when, when you're building these, you know, multi billion dollar stadiums, that's, that's the fucking result. Yeah. You get these guys who have this money and they're doing it and they go, we can charge what we want. So here you go. I mean, just... here, I went to a fucking local lacrosse game at Dickey's Arena in Fort Worth, right? It's called 12,000, maybe, you know, 13,000 people to eat there to get a, a sandwich and chips and, you know, whatever. $45 for what? me to eat, for me and my girlfriend to have chips and drink, you know, like just to have a meal. And that's in a fucking arena that is a little bit smaller than the AAC where they had money in the bank. That was at a lacrosse game. That was a lacrosse game for that, uh, where they're having it. And it, oh, no. that, it's so, like, whereas, like, last night, I went to fucking Papacitas, which if you don't know what Papacitas is, it's one of the best Tex-Mex places in the Tex state of Texas. I spent $45 there for me and her to have fajitas for two. And it was, the you know, it's easily the best meal ever and great, great service. So this is the kind of things you get when it comes to stadium food and steeding. And, you know, when you're stuck to, you know, do that kind of stuff, that's the problem with these kind of things. It's like... I can't go anymore. I can't take my kid to go to a wrestling event. Um, when James and I had uh, my girlfriend's son on who went to Money in the Bank, the first live event here in Fort Worth, he went to that arena. And, you know, we asked about ticket costs. And, I mean, ticket costs were, what, 125 bucks for the yeah. seats there, which he paid for that. And then parking was at least 20 bucks minimum for that. And then um, he said, I didn't even go look at food. Because I, it was so expensive. And he says, merch, I didn't even bother to look at merch because things were so expensive, you know. Well, it, you're right, man, because it's the same down here. Like, if you go to any sporting event at any of the big stadiums or arenas, you're paying out of your ass for food, for beers, for drinks, whatever, man. And so I believe that. But 150 bucks saved for parking? 
that's that's, that's, that's minimum. So like, okay, so here's the thing. So my brother-in-law, he he works for an oil gas company that people will pay for them to go because they want their business. So they like give them tickets right, right. to like the Cowboys game. So he went to one. He took my dad because um, they got the stadium seats that are on. They got the suite seats that are on the field level. So like your eyes, basically you're looking at, at ankles and assholes the whole time because you're right at field level. <laughs> right, I get right? you right. But you, they also have a place where you go and sit as well. But they got like parking under the ground, like in underground parking at the front of the stadium. So it's like five minutes from your seat to your car and you're out, right? And I asked Greg, how much does parking for that cost? He goes, that's $5,000 to be able to go under What? Nah, come on, dude. Nah. That's 5K? For, nah. You're paid for the season. For the season, okay, but still. Okay, right, take right. it. That's different. I was going to say, said, he said, But still, yeah. you grand for eight games. For eight games. That's still a massive amount of money. Actually, that's paid. true. For eight games, that's massive. That's massive. That's insanity. It, that but, is insanity. But it's Jerry World. People, people pay that shit here in Texas to go watch the Cowboys play. And the and I mean, I don't even want to know what this. The, that and they stink. Calls. And they suck. <laughs> yeah, and which I'm happy for. And I'm fucking happy for. I hate the Cowboys. $125 a game to park. Wow. To park. To park. Yeah, How can the... Freaking seriously, how can anybody really afford what about like the middle class man? They can't how are they even supposed to afford to go to a game? They can't, they don't. That's Welcome. the whole point. Like all the corporate the, everything lower deck is corporate. It's wow. all corporate. So, so like that suite was owned by this company who gives the tickets away for people to come to show right, right. off that we have this. So it's all PSLs. You pe- yeah, you all have these people who are showing up lower level who don't give a fuck about the game, you know, and then you've got those people, you know, cowboys have that they're coming through the bar. You know, from the on the field, all that same thing. People don't give a fuck because it's all corporate money, and then they're just catering out these tickets to people just coming to have a good time. And who gives a fuck about the game? And then wow. you've got Jerry, who doesn't know how to place a stadium, and you've got sunlight coming in and keeping people from seeing the fucking football <laughs> on one end. So, but no, no, Jerry didn't make that mistake. It wasn't his call, and he's not going to put curtains up to fix it. No, we're just gonna keep doing that and fucking ourselves. In but the but John, at least they got giant screens that everybody can see. They can see oh, the punts yeah, hit right. the <laughs> hit them every <laughs> once in a while too. Right. Oh wait, but they're not the big biggest anymore because I think SoFi is beating them now, and I think another stadium is beating them now. I think Vegas did too. Yeah, Vegas did too. So which Jerry's already pissed about because you know he can't be the biggest or best. So yeah, it's, dude, it's such a clusterfuck out here now. We've had. Uh, an executive, Rich Dalrymple, has been accused of getting upskirt shots of Charlotte Jones, Jerry Jones's daughter, of taking pictures of upskirt pics of her, as well as getting caught looking at the Cowboys cheerleaders as they were changing clothes in the locker room. That just came out okay. this week. Yeah. I mean, this guy was talking 30 years. PR guy knows where all the closets, you know, the, all those skeletons are from the White House to everything here, from everything, but yet gets caught with this. And But he retired beginning of this year you know well, so now conveniently and then, conveniently and all these stories come out you saw it coming you know and it's just like what the fuck is going like this is the dallas cowboys this is our team in this area <laughs> and this is the stadium that's going to be hosting wrestlemania change change it pick a different team it, it, it literally costs you too much <laughs> well yeah, i don't no, and that's the whole point no morals no soul you're, here's you're the thing too much away i'm not even a fan that's the whole point <laughs> I am not even a fan of the Cowboys. I, I, to me, I revel in the chaos of this because it is so great. And so I love it because I'm a Saints fan and a Packers fan. So it's like I love the fact that this there's this chaos going on with this team because 
I don't even like them to begin with. So, and this is, but this is the place that's going to be hosting WrestleMania. So we have all this going on. And then you're going to, if, I mean, of all people, WWE going, huh, should I come back to this facility with all this going on right now, um, with all this craziness? But again, you have Vince. Into deep. Into deep. Well, you got Vince with his ego going, well, we're going to have even bigger WrestleMania than last time. You know, yeah. with the amount of people that we can get, you know, I, I mean, yeah, that, yeah, I, I, I would love for that place to be as empty as one of those parking lots. Oh, uh, that would when be the, great. When the sh- I would, I would love for it to look like the WrestleMania from two years ago they had at the Performance Center or whatever. I would love that. <laughs> and Steve Austin be like, what? No, huh? kid, no, kid, I, I, I don't think I'm gonna make it. You yeah. know, like I would, I would love for that to happen. That would be great. That would teach them a, a hard lesson. That's the only way they're ever gonna learn. While they're sitting here talking about their record profits and everything, like, and then just have like an empty stadium because nobody wanted to pay those prices and go to see that <laughs> shitty show. That's that would be the that would be the ultimate. Yeah, but, but it's not gonna happen. happen. Uh, yeah, actually, not. Actually, what are the ticket sales for WrestleMania? Is it, is it going any good or like? Uh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. So they had a kickoff event here uh, in Dallas, what like a month or two ago, where you could get tickets and like I knew a lot of guys who went to that event. Um, right. at ATT saying that you had like Andre Giant statue, they had all this kind of stuff that they were there and really kicking off. Um, but you know, I mean, the thing of the matter is, I don't think they're moving right now because of the cost. I mean, tickets for um, WrestleMania at Dallas Stadium um, are just so expensive, you know. Amazing, man. You know? It'll probably all, all tickets just handed out by the end of it, man. So they yeah. can fill it yeah. out, yeah, especially if- for two nights. I mean, how are they supposed to? Who do they think they are, seriously, WWE? Like, honestly. Yeah. Who would have thought they had to paper a WrestleMania, right? Like, this isn't the 90s. This isn't the early 90s, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Okay, here we go. You ready? <laughs> WrestleMania two-day pass, pre- pre-show tailgate, $156 each. Um, which is like not even getting into the area. <laughs> That's right? just to stand in the parking lot. <laughs> stand in the, the, the yeah. Uh, Which is one hundred fifty dollars, right? Yeah. So now three hundred six dollars. Is that what we're tallied up right yeah. now? Yeah. Okay. So upper concourse, which is like way up there, right? Two hundred eight dollars. Hmm. Yeah. Pre-show pretty, pretty. tailgate for VIP, two hundred eight dollars. That's to like be on the you know, you know, and then, and then it goes from there. It just continues to go higher and higher. So like, let's yeah. say you okay. There are seven tickets on the floor. Near the ring, not quite near the ring, but like there for and the first start is uh, one thousand five hundred and three dollars. Um, let's see, there is a ticket right here, two tickets. Um, looks like front row, uh, floor A, row one, tickets one and two, seventeen thousand four hundred and twenty-seven dollars. What? <laughs> no, you didn't no. get a begin. That's a two-day pass. That's a two-day pass. <laughs> Today pass. Wow. That's a two day pass. You can buy there for sixteen weeks. <laughs> you could buy a car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is not a nice one. Yeah, yeah. Mind you, yeah. that does not include the parking passes, which is one hundred thirty, one hundred thirty, one hundred thirty-six, two hundred seven. Wow. You know, most expensive four hundred and seventy-eight dollars for parking. <laughs> parking no wonder they're making these sort of friggin profits i mean seriously not just the saudis i mean seriously yeah. if anyone's yeah. normal like like anyone normal out there that's a professional wrestling fan that is willing to pay that sort of money to go and watch wrestlemania and more specifically a wb event 
they're off their head straight out. So, I mean, seriously, uh, like, uh, speaking of the tickets thing, I've managed to kind of kind of look around and get some numbers. So, uh, currently, uh, WrestleMania Night One has fifty-two thousand five hundred ninety-eight tickets out. Uh, night Two has fifty-three thousand one hundred ninety-nine tickets out. So they're still way short of what they're hoping. I think it was at seventy odd thousand a night. Yeah. Um, so they're they're quite a ways off to selling out the Thank the stadiums on both you. nights yeah, so right. far. Which and they, even the yeah. Uh, even the Madison Square Garden shows, uh, let's have a look there, 4,693 tickets, and that's actually went up uh, nearly 4,000 after they announced Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey were going to be there at Madison Square Garden. Um, yeah, so a lot of work to do to fill yeah. that stadium. Yeah, but it, and here's the thing: like, I know that they specifically said they're going to keep it about 75 this year because the stadium has the ability to move seats and adjust seats and change seating. So, whereas like when they did the one in Dallas a few years ago, they tried to oh, get felled out. Yeah, because they were trying, yeah. yeah, because they could squeeze everybody in, not including. So you had the floor plus they adjusted the seat, they tightened over the seating so you could do that. Like it has movable seating, so you could squeeze more people in. So they were able to get, and I mean, I would legit say it was 101 because they had that ability to do that, um, yeah. to move the seats accordingly. Because that's what they're talking about in the the Super Bowl when they had the Super Bowl there with the ice and everything. Is they were having like some seats because of the weather didn't arrive because of the weather got stuck. So as they were trying to get people in, they were still moving seats and sliding seats in to get them situated because some people would go to their area and their seats weren't there yet because. They they hadn't had set them up seat. because right. the yeah. because of the because we don't let's be honest Texans don't deal with winter we don't have winter weather a lot so it would be irresponsible for us to have sand trucks and things along those lines that most northern states do like Jargo and you guys have because we don't we get it once every like fifteen years and so having I've never seen snow yeah, <laughs> well, yeah you know yeah. you know and so that's the whole point is like why would we have stuff like that so. Of course, it shuts us down. So you got to try to figure out how you're going to get stuff to the Super Bowl when you've had an ice storm for a week and shipping and safely and doing all that stuff. And so that's that was one of the issues with the Super Bowl. And so now with the with this, they said, you know what? Let's keep it about 75 for two nights, and that'll be 140 for the entire Super Bowl, which will blow the biggest. You know, it'll be easily the biggest. Um, WrestleMania Oof. ever. Wasn't the last Dallas uh, show like, didn't that go for like nine hours at last yeah. WrestleMania? Yeah. That was crazy, man. Right. Which, nine hours. Seriously. Which is why I'm kind of glad they're going two, two days almost because, you know, I don't want to be there for nine hours. That's just. Fuck. No. I don't want to be there for two days either. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go back after a whole day of it and then go back again. Can you imagine? Yeah. Seriously. I mean, I, 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 you would think one would be enough, but we can't. They can't get WrestleMania now into one day. See if you're following WWE religiously that weekend. It's going to be soul destroying because you've got SmackDown, then the Hall of Fame on the same night. They announced that last night. Mm-hmm. Then NXT's having their Stand and Deliver paper, uh, event the morning of the first night of WrestleMania, then the first night of WrestleMania, then night two, then Raw. That's. That's four days, and you probably got like six days worth of wrestling in there, minimum. Yeah, all, the, all these marks love festivals. 
It's yeah. great. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Festivals yeah. are the new hot thing with the kids, right? They love yeah. the festivals. Festival shirt going so. right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, but I mean, that's the thing is like, I mean, I I love it, yes, because I mean, I'm going to get to see, I can try to see Minorma Suzuki four times. I can go see, you know, different stuff. I mean, shit. Yeah. I mean, I, I love it for that aspect of all the stuff that brings into the city and the amount of wrestling I'm going to get to watch of non WWE wrestling. Um, that's going to be cool. But, you know, the actual. John. John, it would be it would be cheaper for you to rent a car and follow Minoru Suzuki around on his tour schedule than to go to night one of WrestleMania. I know, right? So I know exactly. And I, who says I might not do that? Yeah, right. Speaking of WrestleMania, we should really crack on here. Uh, One of the main events of WrestleMania wrestled last night. Uh, Naomi and Ronda Rousey versus Sonya Deville and Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, having one arm tied behind her side. I'm not having the tie behind the back ship, not having that one minute. It was just yeah. like literally beside her. And it, she could use her arm. If she really wanted to, she could have used it. Yeah. But uh, I, I, this is why when you came up with the, the star ratings, Jargo, earlier on and said that this match got like one and three quarter stars or something like that, I was shocked. Because I genuinely thought the Reigns and uh, Goldberg match was way better. This was a slog. For me, it was a slog. I just did get into it. The whole working Rousey for a while, it just went on and on and on to do the hot tag to Naomi. And then the one-armed arm bar, Charlotte not doing anything. I'm not excited for this. This has got to end up I'm a triple threat, this. right? Like, this, this has got to be... I need something. You got to throw Sasha Banks into this so, so people have somebody to cheer for because yeah. people don't like Rousey, people don't like Charlotte. If you're going to so, get the fans behind anybody, throw Sasha in there and make it a three-way. Sasha yeah. is Bailey fit enough yet? Bring her, bring her back as well. Go I don't know it. what's going on with Bailey. Who knows yeah. at this point? It's it's one of those things where we don't know. And I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things where we look at this match. Well, first of all, everybody looked off. Everybody looked oh, off. Yeah. Like like a step off. And it'd be just like not real well done. Like it's almost like they they were almost trying to figure it out in the ring, or or they forgot what they were doing half the time, um, because it was just like there was the stutter step or this way to like, uh, oh wait, what's happening? I forget. Oh yeah, you're gonna kick me in the head. Especially the sequence where I think it was the second hot tag for Naomi. She comes in with Charlotte, and like that looked bad. Like that mm-hmm. that that baby face comeback just looked bad because Charlotte was like going. Wait, almost it was almost like what's happening next? Here, here, I'm waiting here. Okay, cool. And, and it was just I don't know. Um and I look, let's be honest. I the idea of Ronda Rousey coming out in a gi, um I, 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 I it was different. I'm gonna say that it was different. Whether that was her choice or or what, I can understand it in the sense of she's looking at this as a fight and she's gotta be covered up. So why not just wear the gi? You know, I, I get that. But at the same time, too, you've got everybody but else. she wore a, but the thing I don't get is she wore pretty much a body suit at, suit at the Rumble. Yeah, she did. That's yeah. true. She had, like, jeans and then the, the top. So, like, she's she probably still f- feeling uncomfortable after her pregnancy. You know what I'm saying? Right, Possibly. yeah. Yeah, so that's why she went with the gi. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. But... I, I can understand it in the sense of she she wanted to present herself as a legitimate fighter against Sonya Deville with the one hand tied behind her back kind of bit, and that's I think the purpose for it was trying to show the legitimacy but, of it. But didn't we get that at WrestleMania a few years back with her having one hand tied up or something like that? I remember something similar. Mm, 
I don't know if she had one. Mm. She did it. She did it in a match with somebody. I forget who. Yeah, but I yeah. It was just. It was she like one it. of her title defenses, or yeah. like on her way to the title. It was a singles match. She did that. I thought maybe it was like a Liv Morgan. Like she had a match with Liv Morgan or something like that, and she had one hand behind her back. I can't remember who yeah. was against her. Uh, it was somebody was not there. not very like 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 on her level. Yeah. Sounds like a sounds like a Robert. Maybe the or the Bellas. Maybe I think when she was wrestling the Bellas, mm. possibly. Could be, yeah. You know? But again, this is one of those things where, like, I I was not excited for this Charlotte Ronda match after this. No, I'm no. Oh, hell no. no. Like, this is if anything, it's made it worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <It's, laughs> which is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, going, who knows? I mean, I think oh, we're all at a loss for words. Oh, having watched I mean, this, they just skip know. this freaking match. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, feel yeah. I feel bad for bringing it up. I feel bad for bringing it up. Let's skip to the, <laughs> Let's yeah. get to another fun match. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus <laughs> ha- uh, Mad Cat Moss. Mad Cat Moss, by the way, earned his wages last night, and oh it wasn't God. for the wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that Alabama slam off the top oh. of the fucking head. You know, as somebody said, I think Steve King said on Twitter, "How is how is uh, how is Mad Cat Moss not in per- uh, concussion protocol, but Bobby Lashley is?" You know, what I mean, yeah. like he looked fucked up after that thing. And yeah, I mean, he was shaking those cobwebs for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. And explain. So Jargo, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, vet, explain to me this: How do you have a false count anywhere match that starts in the rings and ends in the ring? How? how uh, I don't. I don't understand that. It's a false count <laughs> hey, anywhere match. Hey, the ring is anywhere. Get with yeah. it. <laughs> 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 don't ask the questions, John. Come on! I can't, I can't <laughs> believe he just hit you with solid logic. It, it's not a it's not a false count anywhere except the ring match. It's a false count anywhere match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. So, yeah, I mean, right. Oh, yeah. oh, that's such no, a shame, man. John. You had that rat in the chamber and invest to shut it down <laughs> so fast. He, he, he oh, fucking took my man. knee out with that. One. <laughs> <laughs> Oh but I suppose, like, <laughs> it, it, you know, the case is, like, you would expect them to probably spend more time out of the ring than yeah. in the ring. Uh, maybe have a little bit of an adventure around the arena or do something. Um, we got a couple of minutes out of that. We got some up the stage. Yeah. And then there was just at the barricades. And then and then they went back to the ring and had a wrestling match Saudi Arabia man come on you don't want to show us what's going on back there I mean I I I, I still like my I'm I'm so disappointed in the booking of this match is that I read through what happened you know I I thought for sure that Drew McIntyre would drag Mad Cat Moss out into the streets of Riyadh and you know and then he would take his sword and chop his fucking head off you know to do something that was culturally appropriate for you know their time in Saudi Arabia exactly which he almost did with Aaron Corbin, quote unquote, which was the shittiest swing at somebody's head I've ever seen in life. It was sore, you know, swinging. And Baron Corbin going, "You almost took my fucking head off." No, it wasn't even fucking close because that sh- that swing was so shitty and all <laughs> time. You were, it was not even going to be anywhere near, you know. And then well, again, why have the so? Okay, Mad Cat Moss is down on a move that necessarily doesn't there lock him out. You just have the sword and you just hold it to his throat and say, "Yeah, get up, motherfucker. Let's see if you get up with a sword to your throat. Where if you get up, you're going to stab yourself." So then you would win the match. Why have the fucking sword? You know, again, I, I, ugh, this is one of those things that I don't understand. He has the don't sword. Worry. 
Yeah. Don't worry. They're gonna do a watching... your peepee one more time. I'm telling oh, you, yeah. you're gonna get that again. What I was gonna say is like I watched the review earlier on, and they were saying that the natural conclusion of this has to be now that Drew McIntyre stabbed someone with that sword. Otherwise, what's the point of <laughs> yeah. having it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I can only assume that he will be a character in the new Highlander movie, and uh, no. he'll be running around with his sword in his underwear. Yeah, of course, <laughs> I watch it. And he's and he's and he's cute. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, this is one of those instances where you have to wonder, why doesn't Drew McIntyre just say no? No, I'm not yeah. doing that. Yeah. Because it, whatever punishment they give him for saying no and refusing couldn't be any worse than what they're having him do. Right. So I mean, you might as well just refuse. That's, why do you think Hulk Hogan was so successful, Vet? He said no. No sword? That's why. That don't work for me, brother. <laughs> yeah, and, also, and also no sword. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, right. I mean, imagine like this almost, well, almost this time last year, WrestleMania last year, he was having the opening match with Bobby Lashley for the world for WWE title, and we're staring right down the barrel of him versus Happy Corbin somewhere yeah, on one of the cards in a nothing and, match. And to think he was really emotional last year at WrestleMania because he got to you know be in front Gosh. of the fan base again, yeah. and the fact that he won the title in front of nobody. You know yeah. what I mean, and you know you got to feel for the guy, man. He's had the shit, like he's had the shit end of of the stick, man. Yeah, yeah. He's he got no reward for carrying the flag during the None worst promotional None. time ever for that sword. company. Yeah, that's what he got. That's here's it. a sword. Name it after <laughs> your mum. How about that? <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> like that's it's a crime it's an absolute crime that that's happening for that there i mean there's so many you're talking about these matches like gold uh, edge and aj styles maybe goldberg coming back brock and roman reigns rousey and charlotte they're doing all these stuff trying to bring big names austin and kevin owens is a big one that's supposed to be ha possibly happen as well no, it no, probably won't. No. I, would say, I would say that shouldn't think, happen i don't it think it happen. will happen austin, i can see no i can austin. see him being there I can see him appearing oh, will, yeah. and doing something, but asking him to have a full match is a bit Well, much. the problem is you have to be able to advertise it to put asses in seats. Yeah. That's the problem. And we don't have any time for that. Like, there's no time. WrestleMania's, when is it? Oh, six weeks away? Me. Oh, wait, actually, there's plenty of time. There's plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, and you I mean, we didn't even have any time tonight. We had like half an hour of Undertaker and uh, Jenna promos to watch instead. And you know what makes me laugh about Saudi Arabia, though? How progressive they th want you to think they are. You know what I mean? That's when because this is like... freaking government-bought propaganda to get Absolutely. Saudi Arabia over in the global community, and it's a terrible fucking bloodthirsty government, and WWE supports it, which is why I don't watch it. It's crazy. Fucking oh, no, it was... blood money shows. It's the right. most egregious part of it, though, is I think it was straight after this match. They were showing, like, a party they were at when oh, they just no. arrived. Oh, my God. It was like, yep, that's that's satisfying the rich folk right there. That's all mm. that is. That's oh. genuinely... They're all, like, dancing. They're doing the weird sort of stick thing. Yeah. And actually having God. a great I'm time. It's like... <laughs> yeah, it was like... Fucking hell, guys. I mean, like... And to think that's... that WWE... you got to give them one thing. I mean, and it's not rightfully, but still, you got to give them credit for not giving a shit what people think, man. As long as they're getting paid, that's all they care about, yeah. man. It's all about the money, like they yeah. would say, right? That's all they care about. I mean, hey, yeah. you give me a billion dollars a year, tell me what you want me to do, I'll do it. That's you know it. what I mean? Yeah, you know, absolutely. I, I, 
that at this point we have, are we surprised by this? I mean, it's it's Vince and money. I mean, NBC paid what? So or or Fox paid so much for SmackDown, you know. So I mean, you know, at what point Fox has got to step in and say, guys, you got to fix this shit. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, at some point Fox is going to say, hey, fix this shit. We gave you a whole shit ton of money. You need to make this better than it is. You know, I mean. Because I, I mean, there's there's no way Fox is looking at like SmackDown and then not seeing what's happening on Rampage and going, well, why can't we do that? You know, why can't well, we be that and, good? And Rampage is not like the greatest show either. It can no. be at times, though. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, you're right, man. I mean, seriously, SmackDown just WWE in general is just in shambles, mm-hmm. and they don't care, man. I've been scratching my head for the last ten years. And they still don't give a yeah. shit. And to yeah. think they came out, remember when when all the McMahons, including Triple H, all came out and, and said in the middle of the ring, we know this shit is crap, but we're going to rectify it by making it a much better show. And what they I do, was in the oh, building for that. Oh, dead set. No way. Yeah. And to think they were trying to be serious, right? Right. But it went even more downhill right after that. I mean, seriously, who, who are they fooling here, man? Yeah. I got a I got a question for you guys though, Um, because the uh, you know like I said I didn't watch this I'm I'm watching it now a little bit like I saw Moss get dropped on his head Jesus Christ what the hell was that what 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 happened there anyway, um, but uh, in the past the majority of the Saudi Arabia crowds are just seem like normal folks that are really into it and having a good time how was it this time did they seem like they were pretty with it yeah well. Well, you mean, yeah, in the front section, like where you can see, because you they have it's really weird camera wise where you can see the front, front free people real good, but once they zoomed out, you couldn't see back half. Like, and like, and I'm which is interesting because you know, you're talking about you have the women all covered up in Saudi Arabia for this thing, but then you had girls in the crowd not wearing, you know, yeah, you know, the right jobs, they were they were wearing just you know, they had their hair out, they had wearing regular t shirts and. Stuff and you're They're going, plants, dude. yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> like it's it's straight plant, and you're going, okay, so they're trying to look Americanized because, like, well, why would they? Like, but my question, why would they bother to plant if, if if they're going to allow it for a plant? Why not just have the, the reason I the reason I was wondering is just because, like, when you see those, uh, like in the in the shows in the past, the uh, the fans there would come up with some. Some of the popular, a lot of the popular chants that you'd hear, but they they knew some they knew some pretty obscure ones too, like the kind that WWE would not pipe in. You know what I mean? Like they'd be chanting CM Punk and shit at the WWE shows. It's like so the fan, the majority of those fans are like with it, like they're just they're just normal people trying to enjoy a wrestling show. But uh, I was just wondering, you know, like were they because this show seems to have sucked. So. Um, were, were they were they were they hyped for it or anything? Like, were they enjoying the show? They were. They were, they were super stoked for it. It was okay. crazy to watch. Going, why are y'all like super stoked for this? This is like because <laughs> they don't get it. Like, well, they, they, this is their this is their they they um they're not as oversaturated with it as we are. You know, like WWE can come to a town. You know, pre pre COVID times, of course, but like they could come to your town three times a year. By the yeah. third time they come to your town, you're just like, I ain't going to see that. You were just here the other week. You know what I mean? Like well, you're so yeah. that they we don't get as excited about that, but for them it's a big deal. Well, in general, you know what, man? They were just happy to see all the wrestlers out there performing. Right. That's what it was. You know what yeah. I mean? They were just really excited that they've got an event there. 
And man, you know what? They were they were pretty loud. Yeah. Uh, and, and it surprised me, like you said about you know obscure chants, not obscure chants, but marky chants, right? Right. Mm-hmm. They do do that, but what made it funny to me? I never heard a "Let's Go Goldberg" chant. No, it was like you know. I did hear Goldberg. Goldberg. I did hear Goldberg. They like there was some Goldberg. Goldberg. No, there was definitely. Yeah. But they were chanting "Let's Go Goldberg." Yeah, yeah. AW yeah, yeah, shit. That's true, Jago man. It does feel like that, doesn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's true, that's man. And WB still do that shit too. Make no mistake about it. You can tell, yeah. man. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I, I've heard stories about the hair dryer backstage going into the microphone. <laughs> Sounds like a no, what? <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, for real? <laughs> yep. You bet. Who's the the roar happen? of the crowd. It's actually a hair dryer. Oh, yeah. microphone. <laughs> wow. Just <laughs> let's yeah. let, let's talk about the pre-show for a second because okay. Miz and Rey Mysterio had a match. Rey Mysterio yeah. beats the Miz. And you get a little vignette here of Miz saying that he's going to find himself a global superstar to be his partner to take on Ray and Dominic. Yeah. Is, is it, it Cody? Is this fucking Cody? Is that? Is that what? It, <laughs> what? No. I didn't Cody's even fucking dude. think about that. Is this I fucking Cody. Cody? I didn't even think about that. Holy shit. Holy, no. I want Rose no. back. That would just make my day. Oh, my God. Oh my god, I mean, no. No, no. What do you think? No. Is this fucking Cody? No, it's gonna be a celebrity. What celebrities do they have lined up? It's not gonna be Bad Bunny because he don't like the Miz. Who else? Right. Because he said somebody athletic and Johnny something. Knoxville. Yeah, yeah, Johnny oh. Knoxville. Yeah. He said somebody athletic and like Two birds with one stone. We haven't had yeah, a right. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Nah. No, no way. Don't be surprised if it's Cody. Don't be surprised. But the vet's probably right. It makes more sense to be some stupid celebrity man, for sure. Right. To lead into so, WrestleMania, because we don't have that yet. So yeah. the, the word is out that Cody got a seven-figure deal from the WWE. What? If but what word? Paying, if, <laughs> what if, word? If, if they are paying yeah. Cody Rhodes that amount of money, what is Cody's match at WrestleMania? You mean, the, Rollins, you mean Cody Rhodes, the three-star general? Uh, <laughs> three steps. Yeah, that's, that's, he gets that's the one. <laughs> you know, because uh, it I, ain't gonna be against Brock Lesnar. It's clearly no. not gonna be for one of the titles. No. So what? What the hell is Cody doing at WrestleMania? Well, so yeah, like I think you said, uh, Jimmy said maybe Seth Rollins. I but... think it's gonna be Seth only because pedigree versus pedigree. You know, Triple H fucking wannabes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's anything that would make total sense for me. If he was going to get a match at WrestleMania straight off the bat, <laughs> this wow. popped me. Can't space man. Ray Mysterio dressed in green last night on the pre-show. Looked like Judo Master from the Peacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if y'all seen the Peacemaker. Was he going for that? Do you think? Would you do that? Was, was. I don't know if he was or not, but like it sure did look like it. He he has a history of dressing up like comic book characters. Yeah, you know, and uh, and I don't know if you've seen Peacemaker in the Judo Master yet, and like the look. And now that he's always eating hot Cheetos, always eating hot Cheetos. <laughs> Love I don't know. Cheetos. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Seeing that made that I, I can't unsee it now. Ooh. I can't unsee that. All right, you, you okay there, James? Hello. Okay. Yeah, I had to go and start some bits and pieces quickly. But I'm back. I'm uh, I'm alive. <laughs> so, so Jargo Jargo brought up you know the Miz and um, Ray had a pre-match, you know, pre-show match, and yeah. said uh-huh. um, made a phone call. Like he's gonna have to make a phone call. Could that be Cody? And then we said no. Slogan Andy Paul, Cody. isn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh God. Oh, you motherfucker! <laughs> motherfucker! 
have I just have I just read this whole conversation for everyone? I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> no. You put that in the that was, fucking universe. That's no, that's genuinely what I've been hearing on the grapevine. Is uh, Logan Paul supposed to be the guy? Jimmy's gone. Yeah, it's because uh, you made me lose uh, my fucking hair. I mean, Cody Rhodes would have made too much sense, right? <laughs> it would have made too much sense. Well, and, and then I brought up. So let's say this is Logan Paul. What the mm-hmm. hell? What, what's Cody's match at WrestleMania? Oh, you know what? I, I don't even know because I feel like whoever you're bringing in, he's getting beat. So huh. who's who's beating him? <laughs> Andre the Giant yeah, Memorial Battle Andre. Royal for Cody. Yeah. Well, the Tichel oh, Invitational wow. tonight. You should have uh, been that uh, last night. <laughs> I mean, I would, like Seth Rollins. That's that seems to be yeah, the, the, exactly the he's going over there. So are, are 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 we? Cody's really going to come in as a baby face? No, surely not. He's going to get booed out of the building. Uh, well, if, if you're going to put him opposite of Seth, so you're turning Seth baby face. Well, wasn't that well, what he's getting against Roman? Right, yeah. Yeah, he's kind of been getting a good reaction from fans now, so, you know. Well, I mean, they, they, they tried to turn him into the biggest baby face in the world at day one after the freaking beatdown that Roman put on him, and then he, he comes out Monday night on Raw and started healing on the fans again, and it's like... yeah. yeah. It's Whenever it's natural to try to turn Seth Rollins' baby face, the company resists. It, yeah. It, it, it's Extreme Rules 2015 all over again. But I suppose it's like... Who else can you get? You know, Riddle and Orton's probably going to have to do stuff. They'll probably have either between themselves or with the Alpha Academy. I mean, I'm just looking at the guys in the chamber, like Austin Theory, maybe. No, give him a bit. But that's like that's a bit of a. Is that the AJ Styles match? Do they do AJ Styles yeah. versus Cody? No, no, no way, no way. What no. for? No. I, no. I had my. I could have put my house on edge being the guy for AJ Styles. Well, Finn. Finn oh. versus Cody for Bullet Club Supremacy. <laughs> is Finn even still with Who? the company? Where the Who? hell is Finn Balor? Yeah, Who? Exactly. Oh, he got he, he got the he just got handed his handed his job papers to by Austin Theory, so he's uh, gone. He's hanging uh, out in in, in catering, basically, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a shame, isn't it? Finn Balor could be doing something. That was the thing is like they brought him back to SmackDown. And the idea was being that he'll probably have a prominent spot. He'll have some good matches. He'll probably be a good uh, personality on the show. Within a month, he loses to Roman Reigns. Within the next month, he lost to Roman Reigns as a demon by falling off the top rope that broke on him. And then that was it. The game was over. He had two matches. That was his chance. Well, maybe maybe they gone. do the same thing with with Cody. Like he comes in month one, he like Cody loses to Roman Reigns, and then like he comes back as Stardust, and then he loses oh. again to Roman oh, Reigns, that's, that's and then money. he's gone. Could you imagine that? If yes, Cody I could. Agreed to that. It's like I'll come back. You're coming as Stardust. No, <laughs> here's an extra five hundred grand on your contract. <laughs> okay, <laughs> here we go. Oh, God. I mean, it, it's not about money, though, right? It wasn't about no, money. No, it's about the creative. About the creative. I still, do, do, do you guys think there's still a possibility that this shit could be all a work, and he no. stays with AEW? Not at this yep. point. I don't he, think so either. Yep. But you got to I mean, think if, because there is I mean, certain if, signs that can I mean, be pointing it, that way. If it was a work. A lot of talent in the company are burning some bridges right now. Yeah. Before they even come back, you know, like they've some of them are really spoken out about, especially about Brandy. 
you know, there right, is some, that's, true, right. that's a lot of those reports coming out about, um, well, some came in defended her, but the reports they coming did out defend that, her, right. Yeah. There was some that the defended her, but a lot of reports coming out that a good chunk of the roster celebrate the fact she's not there now. Well, so if that is the case, um, it's not exactly going to go well if they do come back, is it? You've got to do a lot of... Well, see, this is what I don't understand. Out. See, what I can't wrap my head around is the <laughs> fact that why would Cody want to go back? I don't care how much he's getting paid, right? Why would he want to go back to WWE at the, and, and look, literally, let's be honest, right? And I think I was saying this to you, Jago, on Uncaged this past week. In AEW right now, if he was to stay, he's at best probably the fifth guy, if that, right? Yeah. Fifth or sixth guy. If he goes over to AEW, pretty much the same. I mean, to WWE, it's pretty much the same thing. You'll be pretty much the fifth, sixth guy, even lower. So where does he fit in all this? And why would he want to go back to WWE to just be a mid-card, like, you know, maybe a bit higher than mid-card? Yeah. But why? Why would he want to do that? It seems weird. And I don't get the whole creative issues either. It's like you're leaving right. a company that have, and whether you agree with it or not, they've got a, Tony Khan and whatever, he's got a philosophy of how he wants to put again, the shows and run it. <laughs> and then there's a philosophy there. But if you go to WWE, it's just throw it, something at the wall and hope it sticks. Mm-hmm. Like, good luck exactly. to you. If, like, Could he be the game Cody Rhodes? Is that possible? Ooh. <laughs> you I, mean, I mean, for me, <laughs> I am the game. Like man. <laughs> I, I, I look at it and I feel like in AEW, Cody is a mid card champion. Mm-hmm. Um, and he should be paid as such. When AEW started, Cody was the man. He, he was mm-hmm. the main event, Absolutely. he was the face Absolutely. of the company. Right. But as they have signed more talent, he is just not that guy anymore. And especially inside of a work rate promotion, Cody kind of lost his spot. We were so worried about the, the young guys getting pushed off of the card. They're not the ones that suffered. It was guys like Cody who just plain mm. couldn't go at that level. And the character, I, the over grandiose, self-indulgent, tone-deaf Cody Rhodes mm. just was not working. When I look at him on Monday Night Raw... He's in that main event picture. I mean, when I'm looking at Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, like Cody is right inside of that mix. He's way more valuable to the WWE in my mind at this point than to AEW where, and I mean, I've made the case before Cody's just doing exactly what he always said he was going to do. He's going to give the fans what they want. And the fans wanted Cody to get the fuck off of their television. And Cody gave the fans what they want. Yeah. I, f- I feel like he feels disrespected by the company. He feels disrespected by the fans. And I think what happened with Brandy, with Dan Lambert in Chicago, might have been the last straw. Mm. And Cody was just like, you know what? You people don't want me here anymore. And I don't want to be here anymore. And where else does he go? Impact? Can I just say, remember we were talking about this a few weeks back on, on either the blow-off or, or on Cage, or both, but we were saying um, basically, is Cody delusional? I was saying, I don't think he realizes, you know, I don't think he actually wants to be a heel, right? And you know what? I think that that's what ended up happening. He was legit. He didn't want to be a heel. He doesn't understand why the fans are legitly turning on him. And we called this for months in advance by saying, like, if he's not careful... The fans are going to turn, and that's exactly what happened. It all started with the gender reveal. 
when they did that terrible gender reveal and treated it like it was the main event of wrestlemania Mm -hmm. between that and the grandiose entrance that is special just for cody there's the reality show there's the game show he's married to brandy who has no redeemable qualities other than she's nice to look at i mean like it just was not working. Cody was fighting with the fans head on. And the fans were like, no, no, we are not going to just turn heel, turn heel and let us boo you. And you can tell us to go to hell and everything will be fine and dandy. But no, Cody wanted to be John Cena. Well, now Mm -hmm. he can be John Cena. He can go to WWE. He can be a failed, overly pushed baby (laughs) face. And, you know, I mean, Vince has got decades of experience with with something like this. You know, baby face is getting booed out of the building. It'll just be par for the fucking course. But at least he gave the AEW fans what they wanted. And he got the fuck off of our Mm -hmm. TV. True. Anyway, you know, it feels like, too, that he, he also lost the power struggle battle. You know, with Tony Khan and the yep. Young Bucks, you know, he kind of got pushed out of that EVP thing. We saw him on TV and more of that, you well, know, EVP To be role. fair, all the EVPs got pushed out of that. Well, it's true. just the other three were okay with that. Right. They just want to yeah. be professional wrestlers. Whereas yeah. Cody had that bigger vision. Exactly. And losing that power struggle, I think, really is probably that first step towards him getting out the door of going, well, I'm not an EVP anymore. Well, fuck this. Tony Khan's in charge. Uh, okay, I guess. But, you know, he really, you can tell that that's something he thrived in of being that EVP, of being in charge and making those decisions. Because we saw that. I mean, I know, Jargo, you didn't like to watch the shoulder content because he told us we didn't have to. But on some of those things, <laughs> that was the point. He, he, it almost like he reveled in that more of being that EVP and being in charge and being that, having these being meetings dusty. and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> being almost, it was. He might be a better businessman than professional wrestler. Yeah. You know? and, and, and I'm not saying that disrespectfully. I mean, that's it's just, it seems like he's got the business acumen. He's got that bug. But what he brings to the table as a professional wrestler in 2022 doesn't work. Yeah. Maybe it'll work as a sports entertainer. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, hey, at least we get dashing Cody Rhodes again, hopefully. Yeah. That's the other thing I don't get is that he's so obsessed with being a babyface, but genuinely i think some of the best work he ever did was when he was a heel yep, yeah absolutely he works better yeah. as a heel like how can you not see your own like that your money the money's there for you like you can be a heel and you could do a lot of things with that and yeah it was awesome self said it's more fun being a heel well you know, you know? Here's, <laughs> here's the crazy part we hear this all the time the best heels are people who are baby faces in real life you know yeah. i mean you know look and i'm gonna say this because i know lance lance archer is an incredible human being, super nice man, has gone out of his way for a lot of things for me. I mean, I, he gave He's me his great. home address so that my, my he could sign a, a AEW figure for my kid for his 16th birthday. I mean, no the, you know, oh yeah, dude, Lance is an incredible human being, but you watch him on TV and I have to kind of giggle every time because he's such a badass and it's not the person that I know and I enjoy, I enjoy the hell out of it. But then, you know, then we'll talk about, you know, you know, burgers and you know, shit, and we'll just like have a good time. And you know, and we'll talk about, you know, hey, I'm praying for you this week. Okay, man, cool. Hey, can you pray for this? And you know, absolutely. I mean, you know, we have, you know, I, hey, what do you need prayer for this week? Oh, man, I'm, I'm blessed. Just, you know, pray. No, no, you're, I said, you're hurt. You need to fucking let me pray for you, kind of thing. And you know, we have those conversations, but then we watch that. But yet he's such a good heel in that aspect. 
And he's we great. See that. Yeah. You know, and Cody is the same way. You know, from every I've met Cody and when he did a signing here for Ring of Honor when he was the champ. And they had the Texas Death Match with Christopher Daniels, who got his back burned, like tore up over here. And like it was bad. They thought that he was gonna have to go to the hospital. He fucking wrestled the next night in Oklahoma. And uh, you know, you know, Cody was there. It took way longer than he needed to for me and my son. Let my son hold the thing. Was showing us pictures that Brandy sent him of Pharaoh because we were talking about that. We talked about ties and what kind of ties we would tie and she like like dude was super cool dude and like when he's a heel that's when he does his best work and he I, it's I think sometimes you know because Lance was saying a lot of guys have that problem of disconnecting the character from who they are and he says you know and, and I think that's the way Cody is Cody knows he's a good guy in real life and that's hard for him to kind of disassociate that character with who he is. That's the way it comes across to me. He's like, no, but I'm a good guy. I'm no, I'm a really good guy, but yet he can't accept the fact that in wrestling, your best work has been when you were a shithead heel. That's Chris Jericho is is the prime example to me. Jericho now a seven time world champion. You know how many of those runs he got as a baby face? None. None. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. His best work is as a heel. Yeah. It's exactly. the one thing that it bugs the shit out of Jericho too. The one thing that he wants is to win a world championship as a babyface, so people can he cheer said him that. for he doing it. He said that. Like, yeah, that really bugs him. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us just have to take one for the team for the cause. So some yeah. of us just have to be that guy. <laughs> yeah. It, we don't always have to like it, but someone has to be the bad guy. And yeah, it's, it's just unfortunate for him. He's so damn good at it. Yeah. <laughs> like, but he, and, and he doesn't try. That's my part. Yeah. You look try. at that, that Jericho career. And it, I mean, it's first ballot Hall of Fame career. Yeah. Like, oh, without yeah, a shadow really. of a doubt. But when you ask him, what do you have left to do inside of the world of pro wrestling? That's the one. That's the mm-hmm. one thing that he still wants to do is win a world championship as a babyface because he's never been cheered for winning the world title. And he sure. wants to do it at WrestleMania, too, I believe. Well, I mean, of course. I mean, it's the, the, the I who doesn't want to win the championship in the main event of WrestleMania right. as a baby no, face right. and be cheered Absolutely. for it, hey, right. let and alone I'm, somebody who's been in the business for 30 years. Yeah. Well, one more thing before we move on about Cody. Um, did any of you guys check uh, check out Kenny Omega's interview with Meltzer? Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear And he was sort of like uh, saying he's, he wants to let him follow happiness and. If you're not yeah. happy in some places, go and do something that makes you happy. It's sort of uh, a weirdly veiled interview. He but. also alluded that he doesn't really get along with Cody. He does business-wise, but he wouldn't go and get a Diet Pepsi with yeah. Cody or anything well, like I mean, that. The, the thing is, you're, you're dealing with some very big personalities. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Boys found them two would the clash movie. anyway. I but, think they both think they're better than each other. It, their egos and I think when you look at... That. AEW in its early stages, in its earliest like couple of months, right? You had the Bucks were booking the tag division. Cody was booking the singles men's division along with Matt's help. And then Kenny was doing the women's division. And it felt like an eclectic, disjointed skit comedy kind of show because the Young Bucks are a more ironic kind of wrestling vision. Cody is the more like parody. Cody is the more 70s territory style professional wrestling. Kenny is the more Joshi style Japanese booking. And everything felt so disjointed to the point where Tony Khan's like, you know what? All of you guys are done. 
I'm taking the book. And now it feels like a TV show where there's one mm -hmm. vision for the company and everything just kind of flows together. It's you could tell even in those early days, there were very different visions for what that company was kind of set out to be until Tony kind of reined it in a little bit and was like, guys, this thing's going off the rails. Nobody, nobody can tell what show they're watching segment to segment. It's just, mm. everything was being presented so differently, but it's still not perfect. Even now with Tony, like no promotions. Stuff. Perfect. No, right. But it's still like this in my opinion. You know what I mean? Look, there's a lot of great stuff. Don't get me wrong. And it's probably the best Western promotion right now. But like in terms of watching, right? Oh yeah. But but really, like TK is just throwing shit at the wall and it's hoping it sticks. TV. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's why I've always said is Vince Russo booking this yeah. stuff because I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, who knows, right? Could no, be it's, a it's, consultant. It's because the guys have their own creative input to a degree that and Tony Khan will right. accept. So it so if you see something that's working on TV and you see something that's not, that just shows you to the level of what guys know their own business. Absolutely. And and exposes them thinking they know the business properly, but well, really they don't. Which is I, why which is why I think this whole Cody thing is bizarre and 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 I don't trust it for a second because I'm like you got a lot of stuff on TV time leading to a, a sudden abrupt departure. That's right. very suspect. Number one, number very two, suspect. you probably, you have a lot of, 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 of deals that you made during the AEW time that you don't just pull out of. And the WWE, we know how they feel about you doing your own outside stuff. Right. That's number two. Um, and number three, to answer your question, Jimmy, yes, he is delusional. And I can think, really? I can think I can, I can totally see, Cody being the type of guy who is like, I'm going to work everybody and he's going to go to each individual person that he needs to and say, this is what I want to do. Tony, I'm going to do this. I want you to say this. Kenny, I want you to say this. I want you to say this on this interview and we'll have them all believe in it. And then I'm going to come yeah. back and then it's going to be the greatest thing ever. And it's going to fire. It's going to backfire in his face again. But I would, out of the yeah, no. but I would, I would believe that way before oh, right. I was just like, Oh yeah, I'll just go back to I'll just go back to the company that got rid of me because they didn't want me and just start flipping burgers again at the McDonald's. You know what I mean? Like that seems far less likely. So I'll believe it when I see it. Um, but there's a there's there's a lot of weird stuff going on that I I can see those guys trying to think that they're smarter than everybody and and I can see them going to Tony with an idea like that. Like what a what a great idea! No one's ever done this before. You know, I, so. I agree 100%. And that's why I'm leaning towards maybe it is a work also. I mean, it's, it, what Vet said is spot on. It doesn't make sense, man. Like he just re-signed to do the, the Go Big Show, whatever, and, and rose to the top. I mean, what WWE wouldn't take him in under those circumstances. I just don't see it. Yeah. And if they did, they would be telling him, like, stop doing that shit. Otherwise, forget it. You know what I mean? That's why I think... <laughs> Like legitly, like it could be a work, and he's someone that would go to everybody and say, "Say this, you say that," and they all seem like they're towing the line, man. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. And like the vet said, I'll see it. Like seeing is believing, basically. You know what I mean? Well, I pointed, I pointed it out too when I talked about it with Ray, and then after I, after that, I heard you guys, you and Chris, talk about it and said the same thing. Like right. nowhere in his press release did he ever say he was leaving yeah, AEW. Yeah, he yeah, just, exactly. he just said a bunch of stuff. Exactly. Like, right. hey, my, I enjoyed my time here, 
And yeah. I might enjoy it in the future too, because I'm not going anywhere. You know, you never know. Uh, spot on, dude. Is and that's exactly why he never said he was done. He just thanked every Tom, Dick, and Harry out there, and pretty much that's it. But yeah, it. Yeah. I I will just laugh if I see him show up in in the WWE. It's like, well, okay, he didn't. The man has the man has learned nothing. Uh, <laughs> what what have we? <laughs> Where are we at in this elimination chamber, though? Because uh, oh, we're, yeah. we're at the co-main event segment. We're at uh, Becky Lynch and Lita. Oh. Uh, another a, a kind of fun talking point I want to bring up as we talk about this match. I mean, it was an okay match, but my issue with this, and I, I, I don't know if you noticed this, John and Jimmy, as you watch this, Becky Lynch was calling spots quite loud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I'm sure what's happening next by looking at the camera angle. If you heard it at the right time, you'd know it was coming. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, that was rough. Is that a fault on Lita because she hasn't been in the ring in, like, what, 15 years? Or is that just... Uh... I, th- look, I think it's a mix. You know, like, there's, there's, there's surely a way you can call spots without being heard on the microphone you know at least kind of being a bit closer and a bit quieter and how you say things um i think I mean, it was just it sounds like becky picked weird times to call the spots rather than you know when they were in a well, good position to do it did you guys notice the camera angles they were doing though it seemed a little different they were much more zoomed in with a lot of spots if you know yeah. what i mean which, yeah which was different to me and and kind of odd now i don't know if that's you know the fault of WWE, like and the producers they're using there, or the it could cameraman. be the way it was mic'd too. Yeah, yeah, it could be. But I'm assuming they're probably even using local sort of camera guys and stuff like that, which clearly don't know what they're doing. Well, not yeah. them; it's more the producers mm-hmm. because I felt hey, like shooting wrestling is very different than shooting anything else, oh, unless you do sure, it no, Kevin no. Dunn style with just it, like but, a hard camera, right? Especially, especially like beheading. I mean, yeah, it's right. hard. To, when you have wrestling, you go from beheadings to wrestling. It's super hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're going from a stationary cam to something that's constantly moving. Yeah. Right. You know. But you got to yeah, get that's... the close-up shot to get the roll. Right. They to- that's why they totally missed Drew McIntyre's. So yeah. you yeah. didn't see it on the show. You yeah, know? that's right. That's Just not right. used to shooting it. Uh, I mean, if I make a comment here as well, saying uh, uh, it's a fault on Becky for yelling it that loud and the camera right on them. I mean, there's a mix in that. Do you think we would notice that more? Would we would we not really notice that as you say if the camera wasn't fixed on Becky's face at the time? Like if we were looking directly at her saying these things. If if you're in, it, if do we miss l- it? Let l- let me let me break it down a little bit. If you're yes. in a match, you don't have time to know exactly which camera that the production truck has switched to at oh, that no, given I'm moment, not, not, right? Uh, but, so yeah. What I'm saying, so what I'm saying is that can lead to them inopportune moments where they switch to an angle that's on you. You have to do what you think is right, whatever the reason. If she was calling it because it was too loud to for for Lita to hear over the noise of the people, but not not quiet, you know, not loud enough that the camera can't pick it up, um, then you you're you've got to call your spot. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Whatever the reason she did that, which I don't know what it was, but I'm just saying, like, if they're if they switch to that, if they switch to that coverage, and you just so happen to be exposing the business, well, you know, kind of kind of uh, unlucky, but you know, they can't be cognizant of that. Now, the as far as the calling spots in general, one of the funny things I remember hearing was after um, Bobby Eaton passed away, I guess. 
maybe it was Chris Jericho did one of his shows and he had some, like, I forget who he had on. They were telling stories and stuff like that. And they were talking about how Bobby Eaton would call the next thing when the current thing is happening. So like, let's say yeah. you hip toss Bobby Eaton while he's, you know, while he's going over, he's telling you body slam. And then, you know, when he feeds back around, you pick him up, give him a slam while he's up for the slam, he'll say like leg drop or whatever. And then you go do the, you know, you do it like that. And Chris Jericho is just sitting there like, wow, this is like so genius. This is so old school. And I'm sitting there like, I didn't know there was a better way to do it. I, that's the only <laughs> way I ever learned how to do it is, is yeah, calling yeah. stuff on the fly in the moment. So you don't have to a, so you don't have to scream shit across the ring at people and B you don't have to sit there in a chin lock and tell them a fucking bedtime story of what the next <laughs> spot is. You just keep everything in your head. That's why heels used to call the matches and dictate the flow of the matches because they would just have the whole, whatever they wanted to do, the bare bones of it in their head. Then they would fill in the blanks and just tell the babyface what to do as needed. And to a degree, you could still do that, especially if, you know, these two ladies probably sat and on the, they had a plenty of a plane ride to figure out what their match was going to be, even if they, even if that's right where they started. You know, they had a nice long flight to plan their match. So even if both of them tried to memorize this match, but only Becky remembered, now she can call Talita the spots that she she obviously doesn't remember. Or even if both of them remember, somebody's got to call it. Right, right. Um, and so, it made sense for Becky to actually call this match anyway. Because so, let's be honest, right. Lita hasn't wrestled for how long? Like right. you guys said, 15 years. Yeah. And you know what? Other than that, other than us catching her, calling all the spots, she did make Lita look pretty decent. I'll give her that. Yeah, well, that's Becky's job. Yeah, right. <laughs> she's got to do it. She's got. Yeah. She's, she's, she's the think, world's strongest woman. Like yeah, you know, because yeah. she's got to do all the heavy lifting over there. If she made us. Be, she made us yeah. almost give a shit about Liv Morgan for a second. Yeah. If, <laughs> yeah, if, she, if she's gonna be big time backs, that's what she's got to do. You know, and if she's gonna take that moniker, that's that's what she's got to do. Everybody that walks in the room with her in that in that ring's gotta gotta look like they could do something. You know, and that's that's her whole job. Was point. was this it for Lita? Is there going to be anything going forward, or does she just yeah, disappear done. until that's, the rumble? Yeah, that's felt like a this just felt like a she, right out in the sunset she, moment. Wasn't yeah. it? She wants one more run, dudes. I mean, well, no, I know she paid that. lip service to that, right. but I mean, yeah. in reality, you know, watching this match, I, I got to be honest with you, I felt like like this was it. Like, I don't feel like there was like, but I mean, you already you already killed the fact that she gave her a twist of fate and a moonsault, and then Becky kicked out. At this point, so that means Lita Lita is not anywhere on anybody's level, you know, because She's you not, just right. you you buried her finish, you know, uh, with the with the twist of fate and the and the moonsault, and boom, done, over. So who who's who's she a threat to, you know? So uh, it's the Goldberg it, thing all over. It is yeah. Goldberg. Yeah. Dal's gonna say the same thing. It's true. So this should be this should be over. Okay, cool. We got her another time. I know she says she wants to still be a five time champ, but no. That's it. You had your match. You looked okay doing it. You didn't look great. I mean, let, let this be the way you go out. We remember you. Okay, you put on a decent match. Bacon made you do it. Okay, go ahead, Vet. All right. I, All right, I, just, I just have one question. Um, I fucked up. Okay. No, 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 no. no. This, is, this is just a question. Uh, everything you said is fine, but I have a separate question. Okay. If we bring S.A. Rios back, <laughs> is, is Lita a threat to his opponents? Yes. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I just wanted to clarify that. For right. Me. But if we bring S.A. Rios back, he's a threat to his own opponent, too, because he's probably yeah. going to kill him. <laughs> Fair absolutely. enough. Is he even still wrestling S.A. Rios? Nah, Papi probably. Chulo. Yeah, probably Papi not. Chulo, that's it. Yeah. Seriously. Oh, my God. Oh my word. Uh, we, we've gone off the rails here. Yeah, we've gone off the rails. Uh, sorry, reality, you might come back too. <laughs> it's on brand. It's on brand to go right. off the rails. Yeah, that's, the that's what we do. It wouldn't be the smack attack if we didn't. Uh, but um, <laughs> we've got two more matches to go. Well, I say two, one match to go. Uh, an on segment. Viking Raiders came out, got attacked by the Usos, and then fucking came about stupid it. bullshit. They got flown oh, out. <laughs> I was like, they got flown out to Saudi for that. That's a shame. And then that was in the midst of this is the half an hour of nothing segment of the show, by the way. So you had that, uh, the Undertaker being announced for the Hall of Fame. That went on for ages. Then they'd done like uh, a video packages for Seth Rollins that went on for ages. Then Seth stuff about Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins, sorry. <laughs> uh, and then stuff about uh, Jeddah. Then they had the video package for the Elimination Chamber. Then they had the entrances that took fucking ages oh, to get done. My God. And then by the time the bell hit, it was just over half an hour. That's like, that's unacceptable, isn't it? Mm-hmm. it should, you know what part of pain- this is? Uh, the, and this is just absolutely <laughs> fucking ridiculous to me since I found out what it is that they're doing. To those of us who pay full price for Peacock so that we don't have to watch the fucking commercials, that's where they're running the commercials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa. That's where they're putting in the actual commercials during the broadcast. And we just see mindless WWE propaganda. So you are paying $9.99 to only watch WWE commercials. It's mm-hmm. not that you get it commercial free. It's just that you only get WWE commercials. And that is just absolutely fucking outrageous. And that's know? the same with the network too, man. Yeah. Exactly the same. You just have to sit and watch adverts for... It's like you get to pay an extra wee bit for the adverts that they want you to see rather than a yeah. selection of adverts from others. Oh... I don't see a difference either. That's the funny thing. I thought I was going to get no ads either, and there is no difference. Yeah, yeah. This it was such a long wait for a main event, and it only took 10, 15 minutes as well. Yes, yeah. <laughs> a man like the the WWE yeah, Championship Elimination Chamber. It, to me, it, that's outrageous. Like that, that cannot be. Like there has to be some kind of ethical business practice. They've been doing this for Objections. months now, Jago, man. I, oh, I know. It's just now people are finally starting to catch on to what it is that they're doing and why they're yeah. doing these incredibly weird, long video packages that make absolutely no sense. That's because that's where the the, the cheapies are seeing their, their traditional ads well, for toilet well, paper and such. Well, look at the TV shows, right? Most matches these days on SmackDown feels like it goes for under a minute, like yeah. two minutes tops. I mean, that's what it feels like. Even on Raw, they're doing yeah. that a lot. Yeah. So yeah, it's weird. Just think, gents, we've got four hours a night at WrestleMania coming up. Yes. It's going. To be, oh, think Can't of the wait. adverts. Think of the <laughs> think of the random ads we're going to get. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, oh man. my god, That's crazy. But, but we did get to the championship ma- main event match. Bobby Lashley defending against AJ Styles, Austin Theory, Riddle. Bullshit. Seth Rollins, yeah, oh, right. That's bullshit. Didn't even get a chance. Yeah, 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 bullshit as well. What and, Bobby Lashley? Bobby who? Was he even changed? Yeah, exactly. he was even. He he walked in, sat in the sat in his pod, <laughs> then Jimmy. Rollins threw fucking <laughs> Riddle at him. 
or uh, no, theory, no, whatever, theory. whoever the fuck it was, threw him out his cage. He just sort of leans in, bounces back a bit, falls down, and then that's a concussion. Yeah. <laughs> he's fine. He his head. But, but he was looking <laughs> at his arm. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was looking yeah, at his arm yeah. the whole time. Ah, yeah. But, but somehow, but he's concussed. Head, Austin Theory head. doesn't get a concussion. Madcap Moss doesn't get protocol. <laughs> I mean, all the shit that happened there, none of that. But no, Bobby Lashley gets fucking concussion protocol for that moment. Also, this is from the company that after Benoit died, they pretended that concussions didn't exist for a yeah. while. Remember that? Yes. <laughs> Remember they right. just avoided that for ages? And there's like, well, just say it's a concussion. Like, could you not like pull an audible when you see Madcap Moss land square on his on his dome? Oh. Do you not decide? Right, we need to pick a different injury for this one, boys. Maybe maybe <laughs> the shoulder thing's the way to go. Maybe we just say, ah, it's, he can't he can't wrestle or something like that. Yeah, uh, okay. This is crazy, brutal. crazy. But Panic. I think I know what happened here, though, guys. I right. did I did read an interview with Lashley who came out and said, if he doesn't like anything that he feels doesn't make sense, he won't do it. I got a feeling he didn't want to take the pin for Brock. Really? That's what I think, yeah. I mean, did, he's, and he's that was the only way out. Smart man, if that's the case. Or, 100%. Or, or did it get out that, um, you know, the beast incarnate, you know, the blonde-haired, blue-eyed beast incarnate had beaten <laughs> every African-American WWE champion over the course of the last 20 years, and they were like, <laughs> We have to somehow get Lashley out of this match, and, and it can't be with Brock Lesnar pinning him. Uh, I'm telling you, what it was yeah. he refused to take the job. I'm telling you, he said, fuck that. Well, is he not going and for surgery as well? Is he not doing so shoulder surgery at some point as well now? Bullshit. That was, you think that's bullshit? Uh, bullshit. I hope it up. is. I hope it is, man. Like, you Bobby mean to tell me they might be without Lashley going into WrestleMania? Potentially. That would be, that'd be the worst. Oh, that would be the absolute worst. I would, I would just... Yeah. Bubble wrap him for the next yeah. six weeks and just try and get him there. Just try yeah. and get him there. Don't but against who? Who's he? Like, there's nowhere to go with him right now. I would have said Big E because that would have been a good match to what? have. Yeah, but why though? Like, yeah. There's, there's, there's no nothing why. else. Though, Cody Rhodes. No. Yes. Uh, oh, God. The kingdom is back. Does he get Feed the kingdom's the themes, folks? Does he get it? No. No, no chance. No. He comes out to smoke and mirrors. <laughs> the slow distorted one when he had the mask on like, yeah, yeah, what they yeah. probably do right is they make him think too. they make him think he comes out to the kingdom theme so oh, as he makes his great. way out he just goes wow and you can just see the look of disappointment on his face zoom right in there Kevin Dunn just look no, at you know it what they do? You, know you know what they do his face oh. Oh. You, you, you hear the oh. full intro Wrestling yeah. is more than one royal family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just standing up for us and just like, fuck. <laughs> it's oh, that would be gold, man. Oh, yeah. That would be so good. You, to that the point where you could so like, good. you can just pause it just at the very moment his heart breaks. <laughs> it's over. Oh, and does Brandy come so you back as easy? You see the look falls. on his face that says, what the fuck did I just do? Yeah. That would be great, man. That would be great. That's what you call Karma's a bitch, Cody. Seriously. I mean, if they do that. Brandy's on the car home already. She's just jumped in. She's like, I'm off. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> Speaking of right. what the fuck did I just do? I just saw that spot with Bobby Lashley. Like, why did he take a yeah. bump on that? Yeah. Are they serious? Yeah. He actually it's walked it, up to it, the pod. <laughs> didn't even hit him. Didn't even touch him, really. Yeah. It just yeah. went, Ugh. 
Yeah. But yeah, again, if anybody had concussion protocol on that, would Austin Theory should have had it. But no. Robbie Lashley halfway around the fucking planet for that. Yeah. yeah. He Just pulled these up. That don't work for me, brother. Caught out. I'm telling well, you, man. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I don't think Bobby Lashley would do that. Yeah. Uh, it's gotta he be something. One. He said <laughs> about night one how Brock came in and won the WWE championship. He came out yeah. and said straight up he didn't agree with it. He was he was not gonna participate in it if it was gonna go the way it did. But they managed to like get a few spots in. They wanted to eliminate Lashley originally, and this came out of his mouth. In the look, be the first one eliminated from that five way. But he was yeah. like, "Hell no!" Like, why? what? What interview is this that he's doing? Where was this? I can't remember, dude. It was recently. I can't remember who he was talking to, but he said it. I read it. Like, I read it on Facebook somewhere. Someone like put the transcript up. It sounds like. I just, I just pressed away my idea. That is Why is it because the you know how you know how um how much of an iron grip the WWE has over their talent and the media and stuff like you have to get approved by like twenty people or whatever to do an interview with some outlet and the idea that he'd be saying that kind of shit like to to uh was that Helwani was that El Helwani by oh, any chance oh maybe it was maybe it was, it was. He did no, no, with him recently. I, I have it right here um this was on WWE after the bell. Oh, Corey wait, Graves. Wait, 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 wait. This is legitimately sure? on WWE's fucking programming. This is what Bobby Lashley said, and I quote: "The first thing I said was, I said, get me out of the match. I said it's a four-way. Me and MVP can do something beforehand. Get me out of the match." Initially, and people were like, what? Are you scared of him? No, I'm not scared of him. It's a match where exactly what happened, happened. He beats somebody else, and he gets the title. So essentially, he can say he beat me, Seth Rollins, Big E, and Kevin Owens, right? I mean, the match is five people, and I'm like, that's not the way this is going down. Get me out of the match. And they were like, nah, nah, you got to stay in the match. And I was like, all right. <laughs> no, no, no. That's the full fucking quote. Wow, wow. No, there's more to that. There's more to that. He said he he will be in it as long as it makes sense. Like you know what I mean. And there's some sort of payoff to it. But this Jimmy, this WWE, WWE nothing makes sense in the WWE. Also, Jimmy. also he did he did pin the champion. Brock Lesnar pinned Big E in that match. Yeah. So it's not like the, the whole the whole line he says about. Uh, somebody else is gonna win and uh, and get my title, whatever. It's like, no, he beat the champ. Well, the Protect the reason I yourself. the reason I say this is because Bobby Lashley is just such a nice human being in real life. So like the the idea of him refusing to to do anything like that, like considering some of the stuff he's agreed to do, doesn't really seem to that doesn't kind of add up. Yeah, that's uh, so I, I think he's more in line that. who he is now. Even on the Stone Cold podcast, he said certain things. He's taken more control of what he's doing. And I think that's a good thing. And I've got yeah. a feeling this is exactly what happened over here. He didn't want to take the pin the way shit worked out. Because he's going to look weak, man. He looked honest. way weaker doing what he what yeah. I just saw yeah, him it, do. That, that I, I, I like, if I got to lose, uh, let Brock pin me. Yeah. Like, out yeah. of all these guys, he's got all these children-sized men. Matt Riddle's a medium-sized man, and then you got and then you got Brock Lesnar. I'm like, yeah, I, I guess I guess I'll let uh, Brock Lesnar pin me. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Also, also, you know what else irked me about this whole show? What's with everyone trying to climb out through the cage when technically <laughs> yeah. 
They you want... can't fucking get out, but Austin Theory managed to get his head out. He got close. He got yeah, really close. Yeah. And then it's so you, the way Brock just shot up that wall. <laughs> that was awesome. Holy shit. Yeah. That was Holy absolutely shit. Yeah. horrible. Oh, I was like, no fucking way he's like that fucking quick getting up there. Yeah, and he, it was like, Brock, he was like Brock was going after a, 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 a elk <laughs> like a rabbit. Uh, put it this way it's like brock did that to someone he works with and likes yeah, yeah. can you imagine yeah. if you were you hated you and he was angry jesus he's got to watch his interview with pat mcafee man that is oh, so, oh, so that brilliant so great oh, brilliant one of the best interviews i've ever seen and obviously the best thing he's ever done in terms of interviews but yeah. man he absolutely buried everybody in this match. The second he came out, burial after burial after burial oh, yeah. after burial. F5s to everybody tonight. It was an F5 that was, party. But yeah. that was the thing. Is like As soon as like the Lashley thing happened, as soon as that spot happened, the stopwatch is out. Because you know, it's like, how yeah. long is it going to be till Brock comes out and it's over? Because yeah. it's it, as soon as he comes out, it's not lasting long. It wasn't. It, yeah, it just it wasn't. Didn't. You just knew exactly how it was going to pan out. There was no jeopardy. Well, there was no adversity for Brock to overcome. No one. It was, and you know what? They made Austin Theory look better than everybody else anyway. They At did. least yeah. he got some shit in. Right? Yeah, he got, he got one move. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I don't mind Austin Theory. I liked him in his indie days at Evolve and all that. I actually thought he's, he was talented and I knew he'd become something, right? Right. But, man, is he sucking Vince's dick or what? He's got yeah. a long way to go, man. He's pretty young. Come on. But, yeah, you got to remember, he's, he's, he's though, like yeah. 23. Like, he's, yeah. he's, no, he's younger a kid. than Jay Ray. He's a, he's a, Absolutely, I mean, but look, look where he's I mean, at. It was great right for now, him. Man. It was it was great for him to have that kind of moment where he was like getting chased. He did the low blow, no, no, got a drop kick, cool. and tried to make it. That was really good. And that's oh, that F five. Whoa, he landed on his feet. Kind he of, landed on his feet though. Yeah, but you know I, mean, I mean, mm-hmm. I would. I couldn't take that. You can't take that away from him though. That's still no, no, no. no, no else doing that? No one's going to go for it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, totally, sure. absolutely. But it was it was that was the high spot of that match. Was just Austin Theory just stole the show. With that whole like five minutes of just the chase, <laughs> with the I chase. just I just watched the spot where like Bobby Lashley's pod's supposed to open, yeah. and then and then the referee's oh, like, "What do we do?" Even oh, like like, they, like get the fuck fire that guy. Yeah. Why didn't that guy get released? Yeah. There was only two people on that match that knew exactly what to do at that point. Riddle, because he knew the only person that was there was Lesnar, so he's looking at him, ready to yeah. go, and Lesnar, because it's like. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kick the shit through this shit. And Riddle looked like a total mark in this match. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah and I yeah, like Riddle, but he came across as a total. Doing the Randy Orton stuff. Oh. Yeah. And he looked like he was excited when Lesnar came in. Like he was legitly excited. Like, yeah. And then F5 gone. Yeah, that should, I mean? be, that should be an impending doom. As soon as you I, see, I finally get to cross paths with this guy that I've been going into business for myself over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for years. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. man! And just whoosh, done. Good night. And Lesnar, WWE champion, champ. And by the way, as soon as I, you could not get that graphic up fast enough. By the way, for Lesnar and Reigns, ta- champion versus champion, it's yeah. like it didn't even give you the, the give you the thought man, process. It, it was like it's something. <laughs> it feels like WrestleMania Five again, except we didn't get the mega powers exploding. You know what I mean? Yeah. We got yeah, like, Reigns and Lesnar twenty five. Yeah. It was like, you man, I mean? Bobby Lashley's getting all this work done, promotional work for WrestleMania. Uh, we've totally never got... Uh, Lesnar, well, oh, look, we've got that photo right here. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
just let us suspend their disbelief a little bit. Oh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, but, but remember, this is the same company who, I, I just heard this today, Mickey James was talking about, they were doing a show in Richmond, which she's from, in like Richmond, Carolina, did a show there, did, got up at four in the morning, did all the media for Richmond, and then they fired her that afternoon, right? She was oh, going to the I gave her the show. trash bag, too. No, well, and then later, yeah. But this is yeah. like the first time in 2010, she did all the media that morning, was at the gym, missed the call because she was at the gym, was at CVS, missed another call, and then told her that, oh, yeah, we, by the way, we released you after doing the media that whole day in her hometown. And that was her show that night. Of course, that's like at your job when they fire you at the end of the day after you got yeah, your whole work day. Exactly. That's that's a standard procedure. Mickey shouldn't be upset about that. Yeah, right. You know. Great job. Here's your papers. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. And here's your stuff in a trash bag. You know? That's it. You yeah. Know? And out the trash you go. This is the same company that does all this kind of shit. You know. My just, George. You know, and and then we come in and going, well, why is this like this? Well, it's because it's WWE at this point. We know what do we? And do? the philanthropy is off off its head too, man. Yeah. I mean, they go hard on that shit as well, and it's they just have no shame. These companies yeah. at no. all. That ain't. I mean, if you were, yeah. I mean, if you were any doubts before tonight that this was this was the Brock and Roman show. They're gone now. This is yeah. the Brock and Roman show for the next six weeks. Like, yeah. That's all this is. Like day one, the ro- basically after what happened after Roman catching COVID creatively has destroyed this WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, it has many like, really. So when you think about it, though, WWE, they can't help yeah. themselves. They had to like they panicked. They panic booked that day one main event, and they didn't even have to do that. They shouldn't mm. have even had Brock in that matchup. But yeah, whatever. They, could have, they still could have had Brock win the Rumble half off the back of that. They could have said, uh, we had a chance day one. It didn't happen. We'll have to reschedule. Uh, Heyman turns yeah, it anyway. I mean, he goes like, uh, it'll be a date of Roman's choosing, not yours. So I'm sorry. Right. Uh, and so, <laughs> yeah. You know, just fuck with them for the whole time. But uh, yeah, so we've got this. It's the Brock and Roman show. The Royal Rumble made that abundantly clear. Tonight made it even more abundantly clear, especially when you look down the card. Who's there? I mean, we just spent the best part of two hours wondering who's going to have this, who's, who's got this, where they're going to go on the card. Like this is a, this could be a rough build to WrestleMania unless they pull the finger right now. This is, this is well, usually the time when they put their best TV arguably, and there's no confidence in it. Well, yeah. it's Brock and Roman and friends. That's basically yeah. what this is. Right. I mean, and that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know? like even, even Ronda Rousey now feels like an afterthought. She yeah. does. I mean, yeah. and she's struggling, I feel, man, on the mic and everything. She looks like a deer in the headlights right now, yeah. in my opinion. I don't think she even wants to be there, man. It doesn't yeah. feel like it. it I don't think she should have talked. I don't think she should have said a word. After she won the Rumble. Well, and that, just yeah, that, that, night, that roar after the Rumble, I was cringing all the way, man. You could that tell she was forgetting. Man, it was bad. It was bad. <sighs> and you could tell it was affecting her, too. She knew it was bad. Yeah. And it just felt creepy as fuck, man. There was a thing I was reading, and it was about Ronda Rousey in that promo. It was like, it was the time, I think that was the same place at Survivor Series where it came to head where she got booed, got the really bad booze from the crowd. And that was it. That was the turning point. And apparently she's still bitter about it. Like she's still bitter oh. at this arena. And think it's not as if it's the same fans in the building, but she's still held on to that bitterness that she's coming in. Yeah. And that's why it came yeah. across in the promo that much that someone had well, backstage had to say, like, look, you got to let it go. If you're going to be well, the baby face of this, you need to let it go. I've, yeah, it's true. I've got one thing to say to Ronda Rousey. Get over it, sugar tits. I mean, seriously. Yeah. I yeah. mean, God damn it. You know, and why and why did the fans do that? Because they did they they gave Rhonda the 
95 diesel where like yeah. they they said you should be smiling all the time and you you know what i mean like just just don't be anything like who you are and then the fans are just kind of like uh boo because there yeah. wasn't they weren't they just weren't coming up with really any hot stuff for her to do right. i think she did very well considering the circumstances and then i and then i'm gonna i'm gonna take a stab and say that that thing that she said where she kind of like cut the shoot promo you know like on yeah. the talking about if mm. this was real i would kill all these women and stuff like right i think that was probably a paul Heyman idea that he that she sure. should not have sure. been advised to listen to him because yeah you can't say something like that you can't not only because of how it ma makes the fans feel don't worry about the fans you can get heat with the fans some some way but when you say i will kill all these women and then you go on tv and lose to the women that you say you're gonna kill whatever you whenever you can't do something you say you're gonna do you look bad in real life in wrestling life anytime and that was just sort of like a a bad exit for her uh, that didn't have to happen. It didn't have to be that way, but it's yeah. because they don't know what to do or to get out of their own way. As far as like, this is all, this show is just all for Vince McMahon and his, and his buddies, like personal ribs and stuff like that, rather than actually trying to make money. Um, yeah. that's what you're going to get with when you got, and, 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 and people like Rhonda can punch, uh, their own ticket because they know that the WWE is desperate and they know that they can you know, they'll capitulate for whatever concessions they want to make. They even let Mickey James wear the impact title for crying out loud. So, <laughs> so like, and, and what, what do you think? Our country, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what, what kind of shit, what kind of shit do you think that Brock Lesnar is going to demand? What kind of shit do you think that, that, uh, Ronda Rousey's going to demand or any celebrity that comes in that, you know, it, but, but the, at the, that comes at the expense of instead of making, an actual whole roster that these people can interact with they marginalized all the rest of these people we look at we're talking about like steve austin coming to do this wrestlemania and the the alleged rumored match being kevin owens and we all scoff at it like uh kevin owens why the hell should he be on steve austin's level whereas they've had plenty of time to get kevin owens up to steve austin's level to where this could have been something um and they chose not to and you can go down the list of everybody that Triple H's NXT has sent up, and they're they've just been like, nope, nope, not worth a damn, you yeah. know. And th and then you end up being th then you end up with a WrestleMania two night event in a humongous stadium that you're going to struggle to sell out because the only people that you've got is Brock and Roman. That oh yeah, we've never seen that match before. Uh, last year, multiple times. Yeah you know let alone as many times they've had it before so yeah like like hey that's the wwe's thing let's 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 sell you something you already bought mm -hmm. uh, and, and act like it's new um that's all right at least we get the cutouts maybe this year again ooh. the cutout of fans so i'm looking forward to that we It'll might full house we I'll might because those because those 50 those <laughs> yeah. 100 hundred thousand or so tickets that you said were sold across both nights how many of those are going to be scalpers who aren't going to be able to offload them Gentlemen, I don't mean I don't mean to cut you off, but I have a timer ticking down on my computer and it's either going to reboot here in about a minute or explode one of the two. I'm not <laughs> sure so uh, that Hiromu Takahashi computer. Yeah. <laughs> so keep up with me on social media at not Jargo. Gentlemen, thank you for having me and I will talk to you again soon. 
Uh, you know what? It's probably a good, on that note, it's probably, ironically, bombshell. We should probably yeah. just <laughs> make, make, make a call off. But yeah, um, this has been a banger of a show, by the way, guys. Thanks yeah. so much for joining us and uh, taking the time out to come and talk to us. But not just Elimination, we cover so much stuff like yeah. this. We need to do this more often. We need to do yeah. stuff like this all the time. We need to yeah. get, not, like, not just like pay-per-views. We'll, we'll figure something out because this has been banging. Yeah. It's been one of my yeah. favorite shows for a long time. Yeah. So, uh, we shall do this again. Uh, uh, Jimmy, where can we find you? Well, you can find me at the PWC Network and at DJ Mass Effects. And more importantly, please like and subscribe at the PWCnetwork.podbean.com. <laughs> We can find all our shows. Yeah, uh, are they on time shows, or is it usually predicated on on your your pee schedule? Well, <laughs> it depends on the situation. Like right now, for example, hate to you know throw him under the bus because I'm not trying to, but you know Chris has been busy, so we haven't had a chance to talk AEW yet. We will. But you know, sometimes just shit clashes, man. It is what yeah, it is. No, I know. Oh, we yeah. like. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. We like fucking with the Australian. It's fun. Oh, yeah. man. Well, y'all, y'all are... right now? For me, it's 4.30 a.m., so yeah, man. And I'm Whoa. in the morning. Whoa. 4.30 in the morning, man. So, yeah. Hey, so, yeah, well, I'm doing it tough, man. But you're, the future, you're locked down anyway, so it's not like you have anywhere to go. You, they like, I got well, you on yeah. fucking lockdown, so. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. We're not in lockdown anymore. I can, free I'm man. Probably, I'm a free man. That's it, man. Woo. But you know yeah. what? Come winter time for us, we probably will be back in lockdown. Hopefully not, but who knows? I mean, yeah. I, I, mean I gotta ask you, Jimmy. So you're there. I mean, we read some of these things. We see, we hear some of these things that's going on down there. But like, see, is this as fucked up as we're reading? Like, yeah. Okay, so there's like four COVID cases, so we're gonna shut the fucking city down. Yeah. Or, and or get this down. right. Right now, we've got thousands of cases, even to the point of tens of thousands. And they're not doing anything about it. But yet, when we had two cases, lockdown, that's it, bang. Like, what the, what the fuck? fuck? And I've had COVID before. And, and, you know, it's not, hence why Jaga calls me the COVID kid, right? Right. And it's, and it's not good. You know what I mean? It's, it's not good, but it's not as bad as what they say. But then again, everyone's different. So who knows? I mean, yeah. man, I got it. It was literally a day. It was literally a day. You know, that was about it. It was like, I got it. I had a little cough, a little congestion, and I was taking some vitamin C and some, I was some buka and some other stuff. And then by like Monday, yeah, no, that shit is great. I mean, I was already on it. And then I I go, and so, and then by like Monday, that was a Sunday, Monday, I'm like, well, should I go to work? I feel fine. And then I was like, well, let me take a test just to be safe because I thought it was just a cold. And then sure enough, I got, they said, oh, you have COVID. So, yeah, yeah. They, they changed the rules. Like they just changed the rules, so I was only out for five days for work. And then, well, for me, the first three days absolutely killed me. Like, mm. I mean, all I wanted to do—it's funny. The first day I I did the uncaged show is when I got COVID, so I was mm. feeling wrecked, like big time. And then I went to sleep because it was during the day my time doing the show, like about midday my time. I went to sleep. I fell asleep after the show, and I literally didn't wake up till the next night. And that's all I wanted to do was sleep and and run to the friggin' restroom all the time. That's what got me. And it started with a headache, and then it progressed to sort of worse. But Mm. it wasn't that bad. I was over it within three days. It's the after effects that actually sort of screw you, man. Like like right now, I've got pains in my leg that I can't seem to shake off completely, Hmm. right? And they say that's like uh, long COVID. Yeah, like you know what I mean. So it's it's okay. those things that that sort of affect you sometimes. But other than that, I'm I feel 100 percent great. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just interesting because you know we we hear 
you know, we're on one end of the world and we hear like what's going on over there. And so kind of like, you know, we hear what goes on in Scotland or whatever and different stuff. And it's just interesting to get a personal perspective, you know, because, you know, it's like, how are people allowing this? How is this? Okay. Well, they were riding, dude. They were riding. I mean, look, look oh, really? at what's going on in Cal. Oh, yeah. I mean, jeez, oh. dude, they were smashing things. They were taking over roads. But that, the I would say, were being we weren't here there. We yeah, were here because yeah, they were blocking it out, dude. You can ask Jago, right? I'll send him clips or whatever. And yeah, he was blocked from seeing it. So the rest of the world was pretty much blocked from seeing it, which is crazy, right? Mm. And and shit was going crazy. Like even for me, once we were in our fourth or fifth lockdown i said fuck this i'm not fucking staying home i'm going out like funny enough ironically that's when i caught covid right but <laughs> I, I, yeah but i was sick to death of it man legitly i wasn't gonna i was paranoid on getting home in time man at first like because the cops were being absolute assholes man mm. and that was just fucking everyone up but then when i stayed out and i would go out on purpose because i was like no nah, i'm not staying home there was not one cop on the on the streets for some reason which is odd, right? And the roads were dead. But yeah, man, at least now there's no more lockdown. But our leader, man, our like what we what you guys would call a mayor is our premier, right? Okay. Like our state sort of governor, shall, shall I say? Yeah. He, he's just an idiot, man. He doesn't give a shit about the people at all. And he's just totally fucked us up, man. And he doesn't give a fuck. And now, like, it's the complete opposite. I don't get what's going on. We've got tens of thousands of cases and... No lockdown, no nothing. What I don't understand is, and I'm sure it's the same for you guys, you know, you, you can't get into any place without showing that you've, you're triple vaccinated. I Not fucking people. Texas, baby. Fuck really? Texas. Texas see, well, is like, yeah. fuck that shit. Well, yeah, see, and that's awesome. And that's what I don't understand, man. See, you guys, and what I appreciate about the United States and their people is that you just don't put up with that shit, man. You know what I mean? Not, At all. Not you know Texas. I mean? and right. While in Canada... You know, they're, they're being labeled as like pretty much Nazis, but they're doing nothing. They, they've got jumping castles at the protests. Mm -hmm. They're being peaceful. They're singing, oh, Canada, but they're terrorists, apparently. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's crazy. Like, that's crazy. So, you know, yeah. I feel for Canada, man, because I understand how it feels. And Trudeau yeah. is an absolute prick. Oh, my God. You know, <laughs> and that's, the, that's the problem here in the United States. There's so much division that it, really, honestly, it's, it's that case. Like, you know, you've got Texas and you've got places like Florida who are like, you know. So different. Yeah, they're saying President Biden, you need to shut down. And both of them are going, fuck yeah, you. you know, our governors are giving the finger and saying like, no, fuck you. We're not doing it. And yet. Um, and then, and then, York, and then, for example, is the opposite. Yeah. You know, and then you got New York who's super locked down. California, you know, like uh, they just had the super out there. And it was interesting because. Uh, like, so a local radio station goes to the Super Bowl every year. So they went to the Super Bowl in Los Angeles and they said, you had to like show your, you know, your Vax card in California. And then like half the guys were like, I I'm not, I don't, I didn't even have to get vaccinated because in Texas, it's whatever, you know, yeah, you know, awesome, and then, so they're yeah. like, they're like, they're going, I don't have a Vax card. Well, why not? Because I didn't need to get vaccinated. I, there was no point. And so they were having to like figure out how to get into restaurants um, well, it's easy, know. man, because I've figured it out the way, and I don't want to, like, you know, snitch on myself or anything like that. But, but put it this way: there's ways, right? And and yeah. the thing is, I'm not, I'm not an anti-vaxer, but until I see proof that the vaccination actually works, right? Because I know so many people that are double vaxxed that have still gotten COVID and still got yeah. pretty sick. You know what I mean? I'm not vaccinated yeah. yet, and and now I'm not even allowed to get the vaccination 
until I've, I've been six months not having COVID. Otherwise, apparently it can kill you. But you know what else is going on here, which is crazy? People are making other people get the vaccination as someone else, right? Because they don't check up properly. Yeah, no shit. That's what's going on here. So on, on our person, right, that's been vaccinated, I kid you not, like 10 times, right? Because he's getting paid to get vaccinated. For someone, oh I kid you not. That's what's happening, dude. Yeah. You know, vaccine I, farmers. I'm, I'm telling you, dude. And I was asking him, I'm like, are you all right? Why would the fuck would you do that? Like, yeah. do you feel all right? He's like, I don't, man, I don't care. I feel great. But you know what's funny? He got double vaccinated in one day recently. And that was his fourth, like, time by this point, right? Holy shit. And it sounded like he was talking so fast, right? I'm like, dude, <laughs> I kid you not. I'm like, you sound like you're flying, man. Like, what's wrong with you? You know what I mean? Maybe he's getting Yeah, that's a true story, man. I kid you that, not. That's man. like those people. I mean, that's like those people that get the uh, the, the the drug and food trials. Like, you know, yeah. hey, yeah, you want to try yeah, an experimental yeah, yeah. drug? Here's yeah, some money. Hey, like, and why not? What's that shit, man? They get paid for it and they don't give a shit. So, yeah, so he was basically getting paid from the people that he was doing it for, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And um, and that's, yeah, he was getting paid a thousand bucks a needle. Can you believe wow. that shit? Yeah. yeah. Right. Real. Anyway. Anyway. So uh, I'll get some comments on here. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let you guys know in the comments, just so you're aware. Uh, this video will come off after we finish because it's only gonna be available on I'm Channel Attitude. And I'll get to the plugs already. So, but we can talk about what. By the way, so, I'm on, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I also am the person who, if I'm gonna get cancer, uh, I'm gonna go live my life. I'm not gonna let them put that chemo shit in my body. Yeah, fuck, fuck that. that shit. I mean, it's, I, it's not. Bad. I don't Ooh, trust the fucking pharmaceuticals for <laughs> that kind of shit. Jimmy's like, <laughs> like well, you know, <laughs> I'm being serious, man. Yeah. Yeah. Elimination chamber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Elimination chamber. Exactly. So, so Jimmy, I get you, but I'm not. I'm like evil. Like I'm not putting chemo in my body. I'm not doing anything like that. I'm just. I see what it's done to family members of my life, yeah, and I'm man. like, fuck that shit. I'm not gonna do that. I don't want that kind of. If, if this is the route we're gonna go, I'm gonna shoot radiation and chemo into my body to get rid of cancer. Um, no, I think I'll, I'm gonna find. Uh, you, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do yeah. something else. Right. Let's, let's, sad, anyway, man. anyway, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna call a, call it a day. Could be here for hours. We're gonna be here for ages. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm looking forward. You to sure, some, James. <laughs> I'm also looking for some production messages later in the day. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, we'll get we'll get the plugs out. Uh, Vet, where can I find you? Oh, you can find me everywhere. You can find, <laughs> you can find me on you can find me on all the Hum Media Group shows and uh, at Opinion Haver everywhere. You know, uh, been on Twitch a little bit more recently, so follow me there. And Jimmy, if uh, Chris has not been able to talk about AEW with you and he's not gonna make it, well, you know where to find hey, me. Just hey, in case hey, you need to fill in here and there. Well, right. you know what? Yeah. You know what, Vet. I was playing, I was actually texting him in between the show, saying we need to do the skirmish ASAP, right? Dude, if he's not around, will you be down, say, like in the next yes. hour or two? In the next hour or two, sure. Yeah, you you're free. All right, done. Mm-hmm. I think that that's, that's a great idea. We can tell on, on on live on air. Top. There side. it is. Yeah. There we go. All right. Yeah. It's, it's a date. It's a date. Gotta, gotta get your bookings, kid. Yeah. Because he's tired, man. He was just telling me he's plowing snow all all day or all night. Right. And he's just feeling tired, so I'm like, "Fuck, man! If we don't do it today, and I was going to say to him, I'm going to have to bring someone else in just for for this week. So if that's the case, yeah, man, I'll hit you up very shortly. Get it done. Right. Get it done. Yeah, love it. 
So, oh, you know, beautiful. you know where you go, chat. If you're watching live, you know where to go next. So keep out, keep an eye out for that. There. Yeah. Um, if you are enjoying the show, if you enjoyed this, if you enjoy any stuff doing Hamidia Media Group, you're only going to see this for a few more minutes before we close it off. It's going to be banned away from the public. No one else is going to see it. The only way you're going to, to listen to this podcast is on Channel Attitude, Hammy Media's uh, section on Channel Attitude. So go there, support us. There's so many great podcasts you'll get here. You've got the Smack Attack, you've got the Monday and Friday locker rooms, you've got the Impact Attack with the Vet, you've got the next level podcast with the vet <laughs> you've got light yeah. diffuse you've got so much content in there it's unbelievable well, uncaged so as well uncaged as well yeah you absolutely Chris and Dago, right. <laughs> I, I should not let you go on that one i should I apologize so yeah uncaged as no, well no, no. like good, we've got bro. a massive network of stuff that if you don't want to, if you got that if you want to pay for it it's fantastic it's less than a cup of coffee to support our media group so get mm-hmm. on that later if you want some free content i'm saying i'm saying all this stuff like you can come and support us if i'm not in the doghouse you get the smack attack well, on there well james at this <laughs> point they're only going to be hearing it after they paid so don't yeah, worry about it too much there's free content as well jesus christ oh man i'm, I'm in right. so much trouble right. <laughs> uh, cheers guys uh, but, <laughs> but if you want some free content yeah. as well the hammy media affiliates channel where we've got the nfo star trek podcast the south park podcast up my balls the academy star trek podcast with john enright uh We'll have an episode up there soon, I'm sure. We'll get yeah. back yeah, up we're, there we're, And don't and don't forget the ridiculously random podcast. Yeah, and, and the blow-off, guys. And the blow-off. Come on. And the blow-off. Yeah, can't miss the blow-off. I never do. Content for days. <laughs> Content for days. So uh, support us any way you can. It's much appreciated. You can follow the Smack Attack at, on Twitter at Smack Attack HMG. If you want to get involved, if you're not if you're not listening to us on the podcast forum, if you've missed the live chat when we do it on YouTube, you can email us, you can send us you can email us directly smackattackhammymedia at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you we'd love to open up the mail site when we get the chance so please do get involved follow the Hammy Media Group Facebook page Hammy Media Discussion Group as well for all the community aspects of Hammy Media Group it's a great place to be uh, I think that's us on a good note there uh, thank you so much guys it's been an absolute pleasure we will do this again I'm pretty confident that we'll get this again because it's been a great episode everyone here has been loving it uh, maybe not so much the other things but we're having a great time anyway it's great <laughs> Ben, I'm so hey, sorry. I'm so sorry, Ben, if you hey, get a strike. Hey, not- thank I'm- you for having me on too, man. <laughs> yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure. No, thank you, Jimmy. It was great. It was always yeah, great. I- Vet, always I- great to have you. Um, and maybe Thank it's just going to be me and you from now on this back attack after today, Vet. We'll see. <laughs> no, no, no. James will be fine. James will be fine. <laughs> I, I will give, I'll give James one last piece of advice, though. Do not sit there and explain uh wrestling to your girlfriend if you want to stay together just <laughs> yeah. live your separate lives and do not let the worlds collide she tells me off for it enough anyway so it's fine yep. that's not mine dog anyway, right now on that note then the, the talent on that note the talent are just coming off the flight they're finally back on the road to wrestlemania six weeks to go is it going to be a bumpy ride? There's only one way to find out. Tune in next week for another edition of the Smack Attack. Cheery. Peace.
What you know about rolling down in the deep? When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze. When these people talk too much, put that shit in slow motion. Yeah, I feel like an astronaut in the ocean. Ay, what you know about rolling down in the deep? When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze. When these people talk too much, put that shit in slow motion. Yeah, I feel like an astronaut in the ocean. She say that I'm cool. I'm like, yeah, that's true. I believe in G.O.D. Don't believe in T-H-O-T She keep playing me dumb uh, I'm a player for fun Y'all don't really know my mental Let me give you the picture like stencil Falling out in a drought No flow, rain wasn't pouring down See that pain was all around See my mode was kinda lounge Didn't know which which way to turn Flow was cool but I still felt burned Energy up, you can feel my surge I'ma kill everything like this purge Let's just get this straight for a second I'ma work even if I don't get paid for progression I'ma get it Everything that I do is electric I'ma keep it in emotion Keep it moving like kinetic Put this shit in a frame Better know I don't blame Everything that I say Man, I seen you deflate Let me elevate this in a prank Have you walking on a plane? Both hands together God, let me pray I've been going right, right around Call that relay Pass the baton, back in the mall Swimming in the pool, can't you come on? When a piece of this, a piece of mine, my piece of sign Can you please read between the lines? My rhymes inclined to break your spine They say that I'm so fine You could never match my grind Please do not, not waste my time What you know about rolling down in the deep? When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze When these people talk too much, put that shit in slow motion Yeah, I feel like an astronaut in the ocean Ay, What you know about rolling down in the deep? When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze When these It's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.